from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I have uh, two submissions from Roz and Mocha fans of slowed down portions of our podcast that two? I got to play. Yeah. These ones are great. Oh, for God's sake. The first one um, has to do with Deepa. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> By the way, uh, Roz and Mocha Show podcast available wherever you get your podcast from. Just uh, search for Roz and Mocha. Hit subscribe so when we release new episodes, you get that notification. I believe we're releasing another one uh, before the end of the show today. So Dom sent in from episode 364. When That's a new episode. I know. That was just last week. Oh. When Deepa, or two weeks ago. Uh, Deepa was talking about the problem that they're having in their home right now with their kitten, Tubby, who yeah. is how old now? Seven months? He's, yeah, around seven, six, six and a half months now. Um, Tubby has started humping Deepa mm. when, and it always happens when Deepa's husband oh, leaves for the day. Right. Deepa thought that the cat was waiting for the husband to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so when you slow down the podcast, you listen to the convos at half speed. It sounds like we're wasted. And Deepa in this one sounds hella wasted. Oh, God. Jumps on the bed, mounts himself on me, mm-hmm. and just starts humping me. Oh, no. And we lock eyes. Yeah. And he didn't like blink. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just like, and if so you, what you do? What on do? earth are you doing? And if you try and like hit, I, and I if you try and hit his butt, he'll him. yell at you, right? Like he he squawks when you try and tell I him didn't... to stop. You didn't. You let him finish. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Now, if I didn't tell you that you're talking about her cat, that conversation would have sounded way different if I just started playing the audio. Oh, my God. Um, You guys are going to love this one. Oh, my heart. (laughs) This, by the way, is when you listen to our podcast at half speed, uh, our conversations sound like they're being had by by drunk folks. Yeah. Us being the drunk ones. Uh, The next one comes to us from Myrna. From episode 366 of our podcast. That's another new one. Where it was from the uh, Ask Razamoka, where we take your questions from Instagram and we answer them on the podcast. And uh, the question was asked how we eat apples. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right? Our technique on eating an apple. Sure. So listening to it at half speed. Okay. Especially the way you describe Roz. Oh no. How you eat an apple. Okay. It sounds like this. If I if I like I go to put something in my mouth, 
I don't like it when it touches the sides of my face. So how do you get it in there? Uh, I open, right? Like I pull my lips back a little bit. And then I, and then I put it in because I don't like it. Like if it's big... And it's gonna go anywhere, oh like in not necessarily like in my mouth, but if I have to use my teeth uh-huh. on it, I don't like it when it touches the sides. Because you don't like what the the sliminess or the stickiness. No, of yeah, I don't like the stickiness of it because then it gets caught in my beard. No, but if I take it, like I'm picturing right now, like if I'm holding it, uh-huh. and then I open up and I go to put it in my mouth, right? I will do the middle part first. Yeah, and then what I do is. I'm like you, I'll turn it to the side so it's up and down. (laughs) And then I put, and then I take a little bit off the bottom and then a little bit off the top. And then I flip it again and do an and and do another big one. Oh, interesting! <laughs> Just for the record, we're talking about apples. <laughs> so, thank you to Dom. Uh, thank you to Myrna for your submissions. Keep them coming in. If you find a portion of our podcast where uh, listening to it at half speed, it sounds <laughs> it sounds like that. Um, Please send it in to us. You can just DM it to us. Come Don't forget on, to include man. your name so we can give you a shout out. I have to say, though, this part, this is like my favorite part of that conversation. I got to replay this part. Not necessarily like in my mouth, but if I have to use my teeth. <laughs> On it, I don't like it when it touches the sides. Because you don't like what the the sliminess or the stickiness. No, yeah, I don't like the stickiness of it because then it gets caught in my beard. (laughs) Yeah, that's a problem. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. You got to hear this interview with this flight attendant. So there's a podcast called Other People's Lives, Mm -hmm. right? And they're interviewing this flight attendant sort of going through like, what are the actual like by the book procedures for certain things? Mm. And the question comes up of what is the protocol when somebody dies on a flight? Right. So, so, so if you were on a flight right, and somebody died, let's say heart attack, not murdered, not anything else. Let's (laughs) say, let's say, let's say heart attack, stroke, whatever, aneurysm, who knows? Okay. Right. They're gone. And what would you like to happen at that point? I think like, what do you, what do you think the acceptable protocol is on a, on a flight? If a passenger dies while in flight, a uh, flight attendant would come over and ask, maybe ask you, because right. they're not going to ask the other person. Right. <laughs> yes. Ask you, at, like move seats. Move seats. Right. Okay. But if the flight is packed, yes. No seats, would they then move you to like where they sit? Maybe. Or would they, I would say move. Like to where the flight attendant sits? Because my thing is this, is that I'm, I would put the body down with the luggage. I would say like move like they don't, they don't have like a body place. Like they don't have. No, because you don't want to like, draw attention to it. 
or no, put no, it in the no. bathroom. People know the like the person. Oh, everybody the knows. People know. Yeah. What yeah. About the bathroom. Oh, so that's different. If okay. Everybody knows. Or, or 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 maybe not. Like let's just. There's I don't think one, everybody there's would one, know. There's one. There's one protocol. There's one protocol. For, what do you say, Maureen? I said put the body in the bathroom. Like just no. drag drag the drag the corpse to because the bathroom. I was going to say the luggage, but there's no way to put it down with the no, luggage no, during your no, flight. No. So just say put it in the bathroom. So you just so like you just drag somebody's nan and then like right down the aisle and like what's the alternative and put like a senior citizen no, I corpse think, in with the, the well, toilet? Well, that way we don't have to see it for the rest of the I mean, flight. That no, might, but not everybody knows. Let's say if this person, yeah. right, that passes away, heart attack, yeah. is like yeah. close to close to the front. Right. The people all the way in the back don't know what's going on. No, no. By the way, we're going to tell you, there's a, an interview with a flight attendant who talked about the exact protocol of what to happen if somebody dies on a, okay. on a, on a flight. Final answer. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, final answer of what you would like to, 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 to have happen flight if somebody died asks, on a flight. finds another seat for me. Maybe informs right. me, hey, by the way, gentleman beside you or the lady beside y- yes. you, you know, or follow me right. and then explain to me, not in front of everybody else and say, for the right. remainder of the flight, you can sit here. Okay. Um, what about overhead bin? No, Maureen, come on now. Okay. That's what you, you would be able to go up there if you died on a flight. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't. That's no, for that's for that's for little things. Most nans are small. I, c- I could hold Maury by his arm, tell him to curl up in a little ball, and I could put him inside that thing that measures your carry on, and he would fit perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of muffin top, but he would fit perfectly. So here's the interview with the flight attendant on what the protocol is for them. What's the procedure if somebody dies while in flight? The thing that always kind of freaks me out is that we have to put them back in their seat. And we have to recline the seat a little bit and put a blanket all up to their neck so we cannot cover their face. So if it's a full flight and the person next to you has a heart attack and we can't move anyone, you have a dead person next to you until we land. And if someone says, is the person next to me dead? You have to say it appears so. (laughs) Super weird. What? You have to sit there in 27A? Yes. Yes. What, what if the, they're not the? What if they're what in the if, aisle seat? You yeah, have to like know, crawl over, over them, them to go to yes. the bathroom. <gasps> yes. No. Yes. And they, they put a, they put a blanket on, not even over their head. Does it keep them warm? Right. I don't know. They weakened at Bernie's them to make flight? it look like they were sleeping. What if that person died like one hour into a flight to Australia? Yes. That but, takes twenty four hours. But doesn't that it, sit next to a dead person yes, for hours? Yes. No. But doesn't that make it seem like they're weakened at Bernie's in them? Weekend at Bernie's in them, yeah, right. 100%. To make put the blanket up to their neck, not over their face, yeah. and recline the seat back a little bit. So if anybody gets up and walks around, they just think somebody's sleeping. Also, I would be quite suspect if that person, let's say, if it's a flight to Australia, twenty four yes. hours. Yes, I'm like. So that snack cart and drink cart came by. You tell me that person did not get thirsty at yes. all during this flight. Yes, is not hungry. Nothing. Nothing. And it appears they've soiled themselves. Yeah. <laughs> right? <Come> on. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So I ruined my own weekend. This it happened, happened on Friday. First of all, before I go any further, uh, I need Dammit Maury to promise me that he's not going to say anything. Okay? Okay. Jim? Well, he won't because he's not here. Where right is now. he? <laughs> Where'd he go? What's the bathroom? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> did he not just leave the room, your room, like five minutes ago as well? Mm hmm. What was yeah. that for? Well, by the looks of it, snacks. No. <laughs> and by the smell of it, snacks as well. <laughs> That's the bathroom break. Wow. <laughs> of course. Of Too course. many snacks. Okay. So, so I ru- what happened? So what happened? I, I ruined my own weekend. So I'm talking to Roxy on Friday. My kid, she's 12. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I'm flipping through news on Twitter, whatever else. And I go, hey, Rox, uh, the Mandalorian for the upcoming season three cast Christopher Lloyd. Oh, and amazing. She goes, she goes, who's Christopher Lloyd? And I go, Doc <laughs> Brown from Back to the Future. And then Rox goes, isn't that guy like a hundred? <laughs> and then anytime somebody says anything that somebody is old, right? My back immediately goes up. Like I get offended, right? Uh-huh. So she's like, isn't that guy like a hundred? And I go, he's not a hundred. And then I make the mistake of looking. Uh-huh. So I look it up. Christopher Lloyd is currently 83 years old. Wow. Right? I could have just left it there. I should have just left it there uh-huh. because no good is ever going to come from what I do next. And I know this and I still do it every single time. Every single time I'm in this situation, I do this. So what I do is I'm like, okay, Christopher Lloyd is 83 now. Uh How old was Christopher Lloyd when he did Back to the Future? Released in 85, probably shot at 84. That's when I realize I am older now than Christopher Lloyd was in Back to the Future. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, and he looked old in that one too. Back to the Future 1? Yeah. Yeah, 1. Back to the Future 1. I'm older now, and also Christopher Lloyd, born on the same day I was, to get the same birthday as I do. Oh, for real? Yeah, for real. For real. Christopher Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd, yeah, I'm older than Christopher Lloyd was when he shot Back to the Future. And he looks old in Back to the Future. Uh And I know they made him look crazy and stuff like this. Sure. Right? But even when you look at his face in Back to the Future... Like he looked old. So what did she say? Back to the Future. Did you tell her? She didn't care. Yeah, she don't know. She She doesn't care. care? She doesn't care about my pain, right? (laughs) Okay. Like she has no concern for me on the days when I feel old. Do you know who Christopher Lloyd is, Deepa? Yeah, yeah, I know. But now I have a serious question for Roz. Now looking and now knowing that you're older than Christopher Lloyd in the first from the first film, do you see a? No. Like a resemblance? A resemblance? Okay, hold on. First of all, I will. I don't know what the man did throughout the 70s, but Christopher Lloyd, okay? I don't know what that guy put in his body or the California sun, whatever it was, okay? Yeah. But on my worst day, I look better than Christopher Lloyd did in Back to the Future. I, yes, I will agree with that. Right? I will absolutely agree with Thank that. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But I always make the mistake of finding out when I go back and I look at how old these people were oh, when they did their big marquee movies, and I'm like, yep, I'm older than he was. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it ruined my weekend. It ruined my it ruined my weekend. And then, you know what I was doing? All, like, I swear to God, I got in here this morning. I did my Wordle, and you know what I did for the first 20 minutes I was here? What? Googled pictures Cry. of Christopher Lloyd. No. <laughs> Why to find like validation Studying. somewhere yeah. else? Somewhere else, yes, like, yes. No, you know what? Yeah, maybe my opinion is is, is off. Maybe yep. it's wrong. Yep. This yep. one picture that I found. No, no. I'm older than Christopher Still Lloyd was in Back to the Future. Yeah, <laughs> damn man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz, get ready to roll your eyes. Okay. Have you heard of this out in Japan? This haunted rock. No. <laughs> uh, the headline reads, A mysterious ancient Japanese killing stone said to contain a demon has cracked open. Mm, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Japan's so-called be a uh, killing stone has split in two 
after supposedly locking away the evil spirit for almost 1,000 years. The volcanic rock is said to be home to the nine-tailed fox known as Tomomo Nome. Legend has it that those who come into contact with the rock, officially called Sisusiki, will die. Folklore also says that the stone will also uh, will continuously spew out poisonous gas. Mm. And this is a tourist hotspot, and now in Japan it's got people shook. Right. Uh, the Japanese do horror very well. I will give them that. Mm-hmm. They really do. Uh, this is all that is. Right. People, yeah, I people don't believe love, in people it. People love to scare themselves. Of course. Of, I don't believe in this at and, all. And don't get me wrong. I love being scared, mm-hmm. right? I really, really do it's love fun. being scared. It's fun. Being scared is fun. I will give you that. And people love scaring themselves. Uh, but that's all this is. No. 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 Okay. <laughs> no. No. But no what? No what? No, Ex- explain like, this then. Again, I 100% believe that this is a real thing. You only. Like, how long have you known about this? Maybe like a day ago. Okay, so for one day, one day, this haunted rock in Japan has been in your yeah. life, and you are all in. <laughs> not, not one, not not one follow up question, not one ounce of skepticism, nothing. All in, no. haunted rock. Yes. Why would you nine tailed fox for like a thousand years if there's no truth behind it? And <laughs> let me tell you, Roz, I've yeah. had my own. There's a lot experience. of religions in this world that explain just that, but we can move on. <laughs> Wait, wait, before you continue, Deepa, <laughs> so do you believe that it is uh, this spirit that is, is causing this rock to split in order to be released? I think so, because, like, after so. being trapped for a thousand years, at some point you're just like, I got to get out of here. Oh, okay. Um, so what would you say then when experts have said that uh, it's the cause of rainwater might have got inside the rock to cause it to damage and deteriorate and then eventually split open? Nah, rainwater isn't strong enough no, to do that. No, <laughs> it's evil no, it's, 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 it's guys, it's demons. The reason I believe in this stuff is because mm-hmm. I actually encountered a haunted tree. Okay, a haunted, a haunted tree. Haunted tree. Okay. Yes, this is real. Okay. Like you could Google <laughs> okay. this. Okay. Like it, sure. it's a real thing. Yeah. So, um, the story is there is a tree in Guyana. It's known as the Dutchman tree. Um, and at the time, like, Guyana was being colonized by, like, the Dutch, the French, the British, and black magic was a really big thing around that time. And um, it is said, or, you know, fact, that um, somebody used black magic to cast a spell on this tree, and spirits uh, of people have been trapped in that tree. So here's where it gets even better. Uh, They were trying to build up, like, the countryside where this tree is, and they were building a road... And when they went to knock down this tree, um, they realized that when they cut it, this tree would bleed. Mm-hmm. Blood would come out of this tree. And if you see it in the road, the road literally goes straight, splits around the tree, and then goes back into one uh, where, you know, like past the tree. So they couldn't knock this tree down for life. So <laughs> we drove by this tree. Mm-hmm. I was with my grandfather, and he's like, "Oh, Deepa, you like you want to touch the tree?" And he tells the cab driver to stop, takes me out of the car, and he's like, "Come touch it." And I was like, "Are you mad? I ain't touching that." So I was freaked out. I had goosebumps, and I'm just thinking about this tree the entire way home. And now I get home. I'm back in my, um, you know, my grandparents' house in Guyana. I'm in the shower. I look down at the tiles, and there is blood. <laughs> all over the tiles and i'm panicking i'm like this tree followed me home i'm gonna turn around and see the tree in the washroom with me and i'm looking around i'm looking around and then 
I realized I had a nosebleed. <laughs> but, but blood, mm-hmm. tree that bleeds, uh, like a nosebleed on the yeah. same day. Like, what are the odds? Like, yeah. there's some yeah. connection between the two. Of course. <laughs> makes 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 absolutely makes absolutely perfect sense. What's your your rebuttal to this? Because like I'm. What's I mean, my rebuttal to you getting a nosebleed? You got a nosebleed. <laughs> Yo, but like a facts. tree that bleeds. So you got a nosebleed in Guyana. Okay. Cool story. Uh, <laughs> like, like I don't. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. But you are not helping the situation. I, I, I can't. I can't just. I can't put uh. all common sense aside to just start drawing parallels, Deepa, between a haunted tree and your bloody nose. Yeah, but like black magic, that could black have an effect. Black magic. <laughs> oh, okay, if you're standing you're around the tree, no. Deepa, you know. <laughs> so. okay. you're not gonna, you think all of a sudden Ross gonna be like, you know what? You know what? <laughs> all of this totally makes sense. I'm a believer all now. All of this totally <laughs> makes sense now. I, I right? This is a story for that. No, hey, listen, I not. like I love a good story, Deepa. I will never like. Here's my thing. I will never say don't tell a good ghost story. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Because I love I love stories. I love listening to people tell stories. I really, really, really do, right? But at the end of it, you can't say, uh, talk up and tell a story about a bleeding tree that's hit you in the face without actually touching you and made your <laughs> nose bleed while you were on vacation with your family. And then you can tell that story, but you can't expect me to believe you it. You should have changed the story what? a little bit and lied and not no. said that it was a bleeding nose. And then Roz might have believed you. I still wouldn't have <laughs> believed you. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine, man. Oh. Um, how's everybody doing today? Yeah, Maury, Sham, you guys good? Yeah, baby. Let me Always. into the meeting. Let me into the meeting. What? I said, oh. let me into the meeting. Uh, if you don't know, uh, Sham and Dammit Maury are in a separate studio from where we are, and we connect via Teams. Yeah. Microsoft Teams yeah. every single day. I actually like it like this, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know what? Me too. Yeah. I'm I might a- continue doing this if I ever have to still sit next to you. Wow. You if might I, what? what? Say that sentence again. again. I love, I love watching everything on Teams. I feel like I'm watching a TV show. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's a little bit of truth to that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I, uh, I'm doing, sometimes when we do interviews for the show, and, and Maury's been in these rooms before, uh, you, when you do these movie interviews with these stars, you go into these holding rooms on Zoom. Yeah. And... Omoka's been in one of those. And you're just, I'm trying to explain it to people who haven't, though, more. <laughs> and uh, look at your screen. Look at your computer <laughs> screen right now. Yeah. Damn, man. Oh, I have that as a screensaver. Um, and then so you go into a holding room and then they shuttle you from that holding room into another private Zoom room where the person is that you're interviewing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in these holding rooms, like you could be sitting there staring at the faces of like 60 strangers you really don't know. Sure. And some of them have their mics on and are talking back and forth to are friends. Some of them aren't. But mostly people are just sitting at their desks waiting And you see what people do, like, while they're waiting. And I'm always amazed that people don't turn their cameras off at that point. Right. Right? Because you ever sit there and, like, people watch? Oh, God, yeah. That's all you can do. So Mm -hmm. I shut my camera off. Yeah. No, but, like, you know how 
So on your screen, it will only show you like a set amount of people. And then if you want to see more people, you have to scroll over. Oh, right? no. I have it so on my oh, screen, on... there's like 60 little. Oh, there's everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, yeah they have the, set. you see they have the setting. Like it's their setting, not oh, my okay, setting. Okay, right. Okay. And so you see everybody. Uh-huh. And it is. It's like watching an apartment it's where, you, where you're looking through windows. Like it's really it's really quite wild what people uh-huh. do oh, people when they know things. people are watching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it's uh, it's really it's really it's a it's an interesting thing and i'm i'm sort of going to miss that because there's a when you spend so much time on on zoom there's a one there's a voyeurism to it that that i think that some people are going to are going to miss yeah um but also there is like everybody has ways when you're on zoom of doing things so nobody can see you do them while you're on zoom and I don't mean like dirty things, no, 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 right? No, no. I mean like, you know, I've been on camera before and faked a cough to lean out of the camera screen to pick my nose, right? You know what I mean? Sure. Like all these little, all these little Zoom tricks that people yeah, yeah, know. Like the, one of the first Zoom tricks is I saw, um, I guess somebody was in a meeting for their work and they had a teacup, right, with the tea bag in it or whatever. Yeah. But they just taped the string of the teacup to come out of the cup and it was alcohol in the cup. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> See? Was that also a Ross trick? Yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Love, absolutely love when you send in portions of our podcast slowed down at half speed. Because some of the conversations, they sound like you and I or anyone in this room involved in the convo are drunk. <laughs> Especially when we're talking about nonsense. Yeah. Right? That's the stuff that really makes it sound. So what's this one now? Like even more nonsense. Um, So this one came to us from Leah Kershaw from episode 364 of the podcast. Thank you, Leah, by the way, for listening and for submitting. And we were talking to someone about poutine. Okay. And I always pronounce it poutine. Right. Which I guess is wrong. And this person called in to say the way you're pronouncing it is wrong for (laughs) this particular reason. The way you said poutine was actually poutine, which means (laughs) 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 You straight up just ordered a a <laughs> with gravy and cheese, no, 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 or stop, just stop, straight stop. up? <laughs> this confirmation, I, I will never, I would never order that. Okay, <laughs> but I always thought that that that's how you say poutine, like in in Quebec no. or in Montreal, or whatever. No. It's actually pronounced Putin. Not Putin. Not <laughs> a whole. <laughs> 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 
just to confirm, I do not want that with my <laughs> good, burger. Good to know for the next time uh, you go to Montreal with your wife. <laughs> Already a stupid conversation. And when you slow it down, half speed. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, so if you find a moment yeah. when you're listening to our podcast, the Razamoga Show podcast, available everywhere, by the way. Yeah. Uh, make sure you subscribe. So when a new episode is released, you get it downloaded to your device. So good. Uh, if you find a moment, you want to timestamp it, you could record it, send it to us, because people have just been DMing it to us yep. all the time, right? Uh, make sure you include your first name so we can give you a yeah. shout-out. Big shout-out again to uh, Leah Kershaw, who listens to the show, listens to the podcast, and is the latest person to submit this. Um, but just for clarification, I would never <laughs> order that, okay? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Sam at Maury sent me the yearly reminder that it's his anniversary on the Roz and Mocha Show today. Hey, yes, I happy did anniversary, bro. You. Thank you. I know, it's super weird. I didn't uh, send it. Well, I tagged you in it. Well, yeah, same thing. It shows up <laughs> in my DMs. Yeah, and you left me on scene. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like last it, week. I, listen, I mean, I don't think I'm going to dog you. It's weird when what? other shows that I work with liked it and you didn't. Oh, God. This is what matters, right? Mm -hmm. Not that you come in here every day have a great, like, a great time. Like, I don't make you feel welcome. All that other stuff no, that matters the I most. I wouldn't have been here that long. All otherwise. that other stuff that matters the most. This is what matters the most to you, is that I like a picture on Instagram. That's what matters the most? After yeah, 11 years much. together, that's what matters? It's all I've got. No, it's not. I don't want you to do a routine right now. <laughs> I was just about to do a whole thing about how great it is to have you around. Oh, let me turn the mic No, off. no, 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 no. Because in two seconds, I was about to say, hey, it's Dan Morris, 11 years on the show. I was going to go through a few of the, the, the wonderful things you've done. Mm -hmm. uh, and then what this became was that I left you on scene and didn't like a picture on Instagram when other people did. That's what this became. In no, lightning I, I'm speed. Just, I'm just mentioning. I'm just sort of, you know, no, 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 casual no, no, no. mention. You could That's have said casual. anything. You could have said, you could have gone into like how much fun you have, how great it is, how fortunate it is, how much you love the audience. But what you chose to say with your time was that uh, other people have liked a picture that you sent to, that you sent to them of your anniversary. Well, only because and I did you not. mean more than anyone else. That, but then that's not what Aww. you said, though. No, but that's what wow, I'm insinuating. That's not, that's not what you said. <laughs> Mocha. That's not what you said. Mocha, did you like his picture? I had no idea that he posted. Oh, okay. I don't follow him. Okay. And, and there's I, that. And, 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 I, and that. to be honest with you, Maury, I haven't had time to check my phone because I'm working. Well, somebody sent, somebody sent Maury, somebody sent Maury, somebody sent Maury a private email just between him and the two of them last mm. week about something he had done on the show, which was really great. But there wasn't like, a, there was no CCs or BCCs on the email. It's a private email between somebody who said something nice to Maury uh, over email, gave Maury a compliment over email. Mm. Maury forwards that to me with no message attached, just forwards me the message of somebody saying something nice about him. I've done that for 11 years. I know. Why, why am I interested in this though? That's a private conversation what between you, you and somebody else. What do you expect back from from Roz after forwarding that like a reply going you know I'm I was gonna write the same thing I, I was gonna get to that. I also loved that segment and you know this person beat me to it but wow I am a completely yeah. different person in Maury's world completely, you know what I mean yeah. like do I do that but with you anything look, but no. you look do I do that exactly with any, the same in my other world but do I do that with anything no, like am I known all. for that no 
at all, uh-uh. right? I'm trying to change you. Uh, anyway, more yeah, congratulations. It's 11 years for you on the Raza Mocha Show. Uh, anything that you would like to say uh, to either the show or the audience, or and we'll give you a couple of seconds. I would not be able to do this if not for the amazing people that listen to this show and the awesomeness that is Raz, Mocha, Shem, and Deepa. And I hope for 11 more. Okay, there you see that's that. This is we could have we're four minutes into this now, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Congratulations! Congratulations! So no, no, no hey! boy, happy to have you. Yeah, at least I'm consistent. What? At least I'm consistent. Yeah, eleven years of this. Can you believe that? And eleven more. I know. Dog, yo, we should announce right now here on the Rosamoga Show. I'm gonna get you. We're done after this year. We, well, I should, <laughs> we should announce this. Uh, I'm gonna get you a T-shirt, Maury, that uh, just simply reads uh, "Eleven Years on Red." <laughs> that, that's hilarious. <laughs> Can I also get one for Mocha that says "I don't"? No, follow I just him? made a joke. I just made a joke. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. You want to do jokes? Is that what you want to do? No, no, no. You go no. ahead. No, I'm, I'm not up going ahead. Time. I'm trying to do the news. Nobody's saying you took up too much time. <laughs> I just, I gave, I, I just built this whole thing around you. The whole news. We're five and a half now. Yes, the whole news was all Maury. The biggest news of the day. Biggest news of my world, anyways. Maury's 11-year anniversary. Well, I'm not going to say anything else because like, I'm taking up too much time. <laughs> and Mocha's giving me the look. Uh, I know. That's a bad look, too. You know Mocha developed that look when he became a dad? He never <laughs> used to do that look, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And all, now, dads yeah all dads know. <laughs> all dads know. All dads know that look. Uh, okay, uh, quickly, uh, if we have time for any news whatsoever, again, if you haven't heard, it's Damon Moore's 11-year anniversary. Feel free to uh, uh, shoot him a uh, unfollow on Instagram. That would be wonderful. At Damon Moore. At Damon Moore, because we know that Moore has all sorts of apps that keep track of how many people follow him on Instagram. I don't so. have a new shrink yet, okay. so don't oh, that's do true. that. That's right. You're right. You're right. Also, if you're a shrink and you have like yeah, a, see, a now that makes which sense. days work best for you, Maury? Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Okay, if you both like in a row or wow. Tuesdays or, or Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Okay, Tuesdays oh, or Wednesdays. I was gonna say you got a lot to talk about, huh? Uh, pre-nap or post-nap? Oh, pre-nap. Pre-nap. So like 11 a.m. That would be fantastic. If Thank you, you if you are a shrink that has an 11 a.m. In, in near downtown. Okay, this is listen. Okay, with parking. I need a shrink now. First of all, <laughs> contact me first because I I may be able to take that Tuesday slot because. <laughs> 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 After, after this, I need it the most. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. So they went on the hunt to find out who the most boring people in the world are. <laughs> and okay. researchers, thank you. <laughs> uh, they, so they studied 500 people from uh, five different experiments before crowning the sort of most blandest individual. And a lot of this study had to do with the fact that um, boringness is also equal to loneliness because people mm. tend to not want to hang out with boring people. And the story goes, boring people tend to isolate themselves. But is that because nobody wants to hang out with them? Or is it because they are just so boring and not interested in hey, anything? Hey, congratulations, Ross. Uh, okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank is you. Is specific people or job related? So it's job related and hobby related. So what they've done, and I highly disagree with this list, by oh, the way. No. Okay. Because Roz, you're all of them. Okay. Checks. No, no, no. All no, the no. boxes. No, 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 no. You'll you'll understand. Okay. So, if you combine a, like somebody who's got a boring job and a boring hobby. So that's what they looked at. People with boring jobs and boring hobbies. And I guess if you combine those two, you get one super boring individual. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> the most boring jobs that they found at number 5 was banking, at number 4 was cleaning, At number four was somebody who worked in taxes or insurance. (laughs) At number two was accounting. And number one was data analysts. 
Oh, okay. I bet Mocha's dad's one of those. Okay. Now, uh, the most boring hobbies. So if you're any of those things and do any of these things, you are in the category of the most boring people okay. in the world. Uh, at number five, for hobbies, uh, mathematics. Oh, no. That's a hobby? Oh. Okay. Sorry, Who Dad. Wants to do that on so the side? Okay. At number four, <laughs> at number four was observing, anim- observing animals. Like bird watchers, like a bird watcher? I guess. Okay. Yeah. At number three was watching TV. That's whatever everybody uh, watches TV as a, as a hobby. Uh, at number two, religion. Why is everybody in this room yo, <laughs> checking off some of these boxes uh, on this list? And uh, number one, debatable as to whether it's a hobby. Uh, number one was sleeping. Oh, that's no, a that's great necessity. hobby. Right? That's not a hobby. Right? How is stamp collecting not on there? Uh, exactly. Okay, listen. To have the most boring jobs in the world, I'm going to mm-hmm. say right now, uh, banking, insurance, accounting, data analyst, cleaning even. Okay? We're, if anybody who's ever worked alone on a factory line for 12-hour shifts, oh, nights, yeah. okay? Standing. Standing, not yeah. being able to listen to music. Yeah. That is the most boring job ever. Yeah. Okay. There are far more boring jobs than accounting. What about those people that take um, like butterflies or moths and then they have to like frame them? <laughs> That's a job? Right. I don't know. That seems okay. like a hobby. Like, no, no, yeah, yeah. Like a hobby, but, but right? Butterflies are beautiful. Parking attendant. Oh, yeah, boring. Okay. Very boring. I'm putting that above butterflies. Oh my God. You know what, guys? Honestly, my accountant father at one point. When he had multiple jobs, yeah, parking attendant, parking attendant, yeah. really overnight. Okay, oh, another no. an, another job I did for exactly one day. Uh-huh. The guy who holds the slow sign at a construction site. You oh, did that wrong. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. No wonder it was only one day. Thank you. <laughs> Boring. Congratulations, you just made the list. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Natashka, hello, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi. How you doing today? I'm okay, how are you guys? Uh, we're doing good. Why don't you tell everyone why you're here? Um, I'm scared to leave my 10-year relationship. Yeah, you were says, uh, hey, Roz and Mocha, fix my life. Uh, I'm scared I won't be able to afford living on my own. We are done in the relationship terms, however... I'm not sure I can make it on my own. I have a good job and a good career, but the rent market is brutal, and I'd like to keep our current place, but he won't leave. Mm. How long ago did you guys break up? Um, So we've been on and off for about the last two years. I think right after COVID hit, kind of, we decided, you know what, it's not going to happen. We're engaged, actually. So what's that dynamic like in the house? Oh, um, very, very volatile. Um, So fights then we're fine and fights and yeah does he still love you um i don't know <laughs> oh, you do don't... you still do you still love him yeah to to a point yeah like i have a lot of um gratitude towards him like i went through school when we were younger when i was younger anyway like he was very supportive and all that but um everything's changed yeah so what changed um well the relationship part, like, kind of um, started lacking in terms of, like, there wasn't any time that we were spending together, um, no plans anymore, like, no dates, pretty much. Mm. So in the place that you live now with your ex-boyfriend um, of 10 years, do you guys still, like, sleep in the same bed and everything? No, we're not anymore, no. Oh, okay, okay. Bedrooms, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you want to keep the place and he won't move out, right? 
No. <laughs> okay. So is it leased to both of you? Like, are both of your names yeah. on the document? Oh, okay. Yeah. And how old are you? I'm 33. You're 33. Have you ever yeah. been able to support yourself? Yeah, for the most part. I think I'll be somewhat okay. Like, it'll, it'll be a, a little bit of a struggle maybe for the first couple of months mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I think I can manage it, yeah. Because what you, what you often find is people get to a certain age, and whether it is a roommate situation or they partner up, and you move out of your parents' place and you get engaged and all of this stuff, and you're you're with somebody, right? You ha- you have a partner, and you get this sort of false sense of your own independence. And what winds up happening is when those relationships sour, because we talk to people all the time whose roommates are leaving them and they suddenly can't afford to live. And we see this all the time, which is you can't get that false sense of independence when you are relying on somebody else for everything, as they are with you as well, if that's the situation, right? Uh, because those relationships come to an end. And I will say that it, it, it's it's unfortunate that you find yourself in a position now where without him, you may not be able to afford rent. So you are now left with choices of do you move back home with your mom and dad? Um, are you adverse to finding a roommate situation and getting a new place to live? Like these are your sort of options that you're looking at now. No, actually, that's that's a very good, like, probably idea if I was able to. If you're able to what? Move home, get a roommate, or live on your own? Like, which out of the three? Yeah, get a roommate. Oh, would be a okay. Good one. Mm-hmm. But have you thought about, I mean, you've obviously thought about it, but can you afford, like, have you done the math to see if you can afford to, to live on your own? Yeah, so I've saved a little bit of money um, that I'm kind of like wanting to like again just like for the first few months and then kind of work it out after that like cut back and stuff like that and what um, have your conversations been with your ex about the current living situation and you wanting to be on your own? Is he just adamant about not leaving? Like, would he, let's say you found a place, not saying that you have to find a place, but if you mm-hmm. were the one to say, I'm packing up and I'm out of here and you find your own place, could he afford to live in your no, place right now? No, like it'll be pretty much the same situation as mine. Mm. Um, like it'll be tough for him. Um, and I think that's, truthfully the reason why he hasn't mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. You, you so you need to have a conversation with him and say one of us is going to keep this apartment we have to decide between us right now who that's going to be because we got to get on with this now all those years that you were in school and he was supporting the two of you was there any conversation between the two of you that at some point you would be paying him back for things no it wasn't as in supportive with um, money it was more okay. supportive with just being there you know what i mean helping helping me out with my schedule kind of thing and so you and guys were like so so you were paying equal amounts for yeah. life while you were in school all the time yeah okay yeah uh, so i would definitely have that combo with him because if neither of you could afford like he needs to to, to know that like one person is leaving yeah that that apartment or that condo, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you guys just have to, you have to have that conversation. You can't just, you know, you, I mean, you can, but there's a lot of people who stay in relationships because it's the only financial situation that doesn't allow, that, that, that keeps them from just falling through the bottom, right? Yeah, but it doesn't it's, sound it's like Natasha's in, in that situation now, though. No, but you also can't Because you want to be, that. she wants to be out, right? Yeah, but you also yeah. can't put yourself in a situation where at the end of the month you are negative, zero at best. Yeah. That's not that's not being able to support yourself. Yeah. 
right? Um, so you, the conversation you have to have with him is we need to decide what's going on here because one of us has to leave and one of us is going to stay and we're going to get a roommate to sort of fill that extra space. And then the other person's going to go try and have to do the same thing in another place. That's the situation that you're both in right now. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be a tough situation. It right? is. Like he is comfortable, right? So. Of course. Mm-hmm. So are you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, so figure, figure out, figure it out between the two of you. You, you guys were, you know, sort of mature enough to say, Hey, do you want to live together all these years? And you trusted each other enough to have a 10 year relationship. Uh, this is a conversation that you two are far, far, far qualified to have with each other. You just don't want to. Let's go have that talk. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. Okay, thanks, love. Natasha. Have a good day. Thank you guys. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Wanted to play something for you real quick of, uh, of a winner, a true winner. Um, this is a 12-year-old kid who what you're going to hear is he interrupts his mom who's in her room in slippers um, practicing her piano. And okay. the, the kid bursts in because he just beat the Ender Dragon in Minecraft. I don't know what that means. That's a big deal. But I'm sure if there's people listening right now, they will understand how big of a deal it is. Yeah. Uh, just based on this kid's reaction uh, that he had just defeated the Ender Dragon in Minecraft. Yo, is it a kid, big deal? Yeah. The next yeah. day, this kid yeah. at school, yeah. king. Really, huh? Yeah. Is that yeah? That's it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Most popular kid in school. Okay. At least in his class. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely in my school. If a kid came in the next day talking about how he just beat a video game, yeah, he for sure would have been the the coolest kid in high school. That's his mom. When you were a kid, that got you so excited, and your parents had no interest whatsoever. Was it wrestling? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely wrestling. Like if you if you yeah. walked in and was just like, like oh my god, Hulk Hogan <laughs> just totally picked up and slammed Andre the Giant they after been, trying like three other times in the match, yeah, and it didn't work. Yeah, they would have been like, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, did you have what, did you have something like that, Maury, growing up? Lego. <laughs> I would have reacted like that if I finished because I used to build grocery stores out of Lego. Right. And this is how I reacted when I put the roof on. But it's but that's like not yeah, a, I just but, finished building Loblaws. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. And right. it didn't fall and, but, over, but, Dad. But, come look at this. But your dad didn't care about your Lego? No. No. Deepa? Um, this is really weird, but I used to go outside in our yard and squish moths and turn them into dust and okay. come back in the Oof. house. And, I, and yeah. I'd be yeah. so excited and be like yeah. Yes! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chef, anything? Okay, this is gonna sound super strange, yeah. but I went through this phase as a kid, like I'm talking like eight, nine, ten years old, where I was obsessed with soap operas. <laughs> and and, and I'm eighty. I'm talking like 
They got the time, passions, and General yeah. Hospital, and Young and the Restless. And anytime Yo, anything, Timmy. Yeah, don't, don't say that, man. Timmy and Tabitha. Yeah. So, any, <laughs> so anything, anytime anything happened on those shows, I'd be like, oh, my God, uh, yeah. Timmy died. <laughs> yeah, spoiler man. alert. Sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, uh, damn it, Maury, can you uh, jump on here real quick? How you doing? Maury started making money off TikTok. Oh, yeah. Huh? Maury started making money off TikTok. I didn't oh. know this was a thing. So when you get to a certain amount of views, they mm. pay you for it? Is that the deal, Maury? How yeah, does it get, work? You get, like, rewards for doing well. And But and what do you mean rewards for doing well? Like, like points. Like, 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 if you get, like, uh, over a certain amount of of views and likes you get like a point or whatever and then the points are redeemable so he sent me so the points are redeemable it's like amazon walmart mm. banana republic sephora oh so you get like gift cards or credit uh, yeah with these it's places yeah Swishelling. It, it's swishelli <laughs> yeah it's it's like that so um you what's your sort of best performing thing that you've done on tiktok then that you think sort of bumped you up to where you could start getting rewards money Okay, so one video where I fall on my face while with the Magic Mike Las Vegas dancers. Yeah. Um, got uh, 10,000 likes but was viewed 89,000 times. Okay. Uh, me putting my face in the snow was viewed 168,000 times. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's two. Which, which I know, which I know are, are, are big numbers, but for TikTok, mm-hmm. right, that's like... I'm not I'm not I'm not dismissing your achievements, but TikTok numbers are outrageous, sure. right? The, but yeah, but the thing is that's not bad for TikTok mm-hmm. considering it's hard to get anything. what I'm yes, I, exactly. What but what I'm saying is that 100,000 views on TikTok is way different than 100,000 views on YouTube. Absolutely. Right? right? Like yeah. much or even more Instagram. Much more difficult to achieve on something like YouTube than it is. So Mori so Mori's been doing well on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Maury. Thank you so, so much. They, they've started giving Maury uh, rewards points. So even with those okay. stats that Maury just had, so if you're if you're wondering, uh-huh. like if you're if you're listening, if you're cranking it out on TikTok, getting a couple views, and you're like, man, I wish I could have something to break ten thousand. Maury broke that Swiss Ma- dinner. Yeah, Maury's broken at ten thousand a bunch yeah. of times, hundred thousand views on a video. And here's what you get fourteen ninety nine. So so yeah, so they send Maury chicken dinner. They send Maury <laughs> his rewards points. Uh-huh. So because of Maury's achievements on TikTok. Uh, he earned 500 TikTok points. Which equals? Five cents. No, less than that. Stop it. No. Yes. Five cents or five less cent- than? Five cents. Approximately? Yeah. What do you mean less than that, Maury? Well, it's zero dollars and point zero. Yeah, you're right. Five cents. Sorry. I'm still on that. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Man, I wish we filmed this. This would have got a million. Stop it, Maury. Yeah, oh, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at it right now, Maury. Yeah, that's what five cents looks like. Yeah, 0.05 is five cents. What did you think it was? I thought it was half of five cents. <laughs> What's half of five cents? Like 2.5, two, no, zero point something less than five. <laughs> Bro, come on, man. Okay. This can't be real. Yeah, yeah. Am I still sleeping right yeah. now? If Somebody you're wondering, if up. you're wondering if you should go to college or try and make it big on TikTok, <laughs> listen to this conversation. Yeah, right. Please, yeah, I'll start applying right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe I'll get in the, in the yeah. fall semester. Yeah. yeah, start rethinking all your volunteer yeah. work. Okay, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Book up your weekend. Try, do try something to good do, for the world. Go, 
Night classes, <laughs> weekend classes, do what you can, but start now. Anyway, so Maury's making money off TikTok. Uh, Maury, uh, in, in total, has made 500 TikTok points, which is, as we just discovered, a total of five cents. Wow, you're on your way up. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Canada's Got Talent comes back to City TV tomorrow night at 8. Winner gets $150,000. You're going to see the uh, auditions taking place in Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. They're going to do the live finale in Niagara Falls as well. Your judges this year, this season, Howie Mandel, Lily Singh, Cardinal Official, and WWE's very own Trish Stratus. Mm-hmm. It's a good squad. Uh, hosted by Lindsay L. Again, tomorrow night, City TV, 8 o'clock. Tim and Maury had a chance to uh, chat with both Howie Mandel and Lily Singh. Howie Mandel, it is finally time for Canada's Got Talent. Honestly, you must be so excited to, I guess, showcase the people you've met so far. What can you tell us as viewers that we're going to see in this season? I've always been a huge fan and cheerleader in when I did uh, when I do America's Got Talent. Anytime somebody shows up on the stage from Canada, I uh, am over the moon about touting it. And I, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And I, I've said this before, but there's going to be moments. First of all, I think that we're going to launch. The, I have a couple in mind and those, there's no spoilers here of uh, acts that are just going to become household names and explode onto the world scene. We're going to have those moments. And when you talk about things outside of America's Got Talent, like those Susan Boyle moments like that came out of Britain's Got Talent, we have those too. And it was just so exciting and so above and beyond whatever your expectation is, is Canada's Got Talent. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the things I always look forward to when watching these, like Canada's Got Talent, is... When you discover like people from like smaller cities within different provinces, sure, as opposed to like a bigger city, sure, yeah. right. Like I remember the last time they did Got Talent. It's a long time ago. Wasn't the wi- there were like the a breakdancing crew from Sagin's Finest was the winner? And yeah, they were from, yeah, Northwest Territories, That's right? Right, yeah. yeah. And like you'd never think, or at least I didn't. Mm-hmm. And it was great to learn about them and uh, and their story. This is, by the way, David Moore talking to Howie Mandel, a judge on Canada's Got Talent, which kicks off at eight o'clock tomorrow night on City TV. But is it hard for you to judge other people? Because everybody loves Howie Mandel. You're such a nice guy. Is it hard for you to judge somebody? And on Canada's Got Talent, are you overly Canadian and go sorry? <laughs> Uh, uh, there is a lot of stories, but the truth is that I, as uh, I've said many times, and I've talked to my fellow judges about this, the key, something I've learned in 13 years of doing it is I got to be honest. I got to be authentic. And it's not hard for me in the moment to be authentic and honest and hopefully constructive. What is really tough is after that moment and, and after the show, or maybe when we go to break, concerned about how it was received i'm more concerned about you know i hope i didn't hurt that person's feelings or their feelings i hope that they took it in in the right uh context i hope that maybe some of the things that i gave them are tools that they can use and maybe make it easier for them in the future but the hardest part is to maybe consider that i've hurt somebody's feelings i saw on Hmm. instagram cardinal official who is one of the judges Right. He mm-hmm. posted this. And I don't know. Maybe he's just joking. 
or if there's like truth to any of this. Yeah. He said the rumors are starting to spread through the media already that I'm the mean judge. <laughs> That's what everybody said. Really? Yeah. He said, I'm just honest, yo. Where do these rumors come from yeah. anyway? Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the that's the story behind Cardi on that show that he's, really? the, he's the mean judge. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. tomorrow night, eight o'clock on City TV, Canada's Got Talent. I want to play this for you real quick. Uh Dan Mori talking to uh, another judge, Lily Singh. Now seeing the talent on the stage for Canada's Got Talent, did anything make you jealous? Were you jealous of anybody's talent at all going, oh man, how is that not me? There's a few people where, and I think I literally said this to them, if I don't wake up as you tomorrow, I'm gonna be very upset. There were some people that were way too talented for one person and I was, I was upset and frustrated by it because I could not even remotely do the thing, the crazy, absurd thing they were doing, and they did it so effortlessly, so absolutely. Oh, looking forward to it. City TV, 8 o'clock tomorrow night. It is the return of Canada's Got Talent. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Abigail, what's going on? It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hey, it's great to talk to you guys. Ah, Doing really good. Good, yeah. good, good. Uh, where do you listen to the Roz and Mocha show from? Uh, I listen to you guys from Winnipeg. Nice. That's well, all good. Sh- shout out to everybody out there in Winnipeg. Uh, love all of our Winnipeg listeners. What's on your mind today, Abigail? Um, how do I tell my coworker that I can't always hang out with her? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so you wrote us this. I love this. Uh, Razamoka Fix My Life. I have two part-time jobs and a third season of one, wow. and I'm struggling to manage work life versus home life. One of my coworkers and I occasionally spend time together outside of work, and she expects it to be a consistent thing. I want to spend my spare time with my younger sister because I usually leave before she wakes up and get home 20 minutes before she goes to bed. How do I tell my coworker that when I'm basically her only friend that is a very tough spot to be in when you feel when you feel that you're somebody's only friend because you then bailing means so much more than just hey Mm -hmm. no i can't hang out tonight like you you feel a responsibility to that person when you're their only friend right yeah i definitely do she's she's really great but Uh it's very hard to find the time how constant is the the hangout are we talking every single day every other day or every weekend she expects you guys to hang out yeah she expects me to hang out every weekend um i like these past two weeks i had one full day off yeah like including weekends so it's really hard to find time. What does she want you to do with her? Uh, like just go to her house, hang out, like go bowling, do like anything. Gotcha. And how? And you, you're talking about your sister. How old's your sister? Uh, she's in grade nine. She's fourteen. Grade nine. Okay. And how old are you? I'm eighteen. You're eighteen. Okay. Cool. Eighteen. Three jobs. So uh, my this is a tough conversation to have because you are going to be racked with guilt because as you said you feel like you are this woman's only friend. Um, Mm -hmm. the thing that you need to do is you need to be comfortable with saying no and not no based on an excuse, not no. That sounds like, Hey, the reason it's no Mm -hmm. today is because it's a one-time thing, but everything's going to be back to normal tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you need to say no to the system. You need to say no to the expectation. You need to have a conversation with her. You need to tell her, hey, listen, I know, you know, I, I think you're great. I think it's dynamite. I love hanging out when we do, but I am just not able to sustain this. I, I want to see my sister. I need time off. I love hanging out with you, but we, we can't be, we, I can't do this every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. 
Is that a conversation you think you'd be able to have with her? Uh, I I hope so. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Does yeah, she? Uh, do, do either of you have boyfriends or girlfriends or anything like that? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No. All right. Um, Does she have any other friends that she hangs out with or that that, that you know um, of? Like when she's not hanging out with you on a weekend, like during that time that she's not with you, is she just at home by herself or does she hang out with other people? Uh, she doesn't. She can't really go out much. Um, like I'm her one consistent friend. The other gotcha. are a little toxic. Mm-hmm. So mm. I would also dial back the amount of texting you guys do to each other as well. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I would. Uh, don't be there. Don't don't be there every single time she texts you to where then what's going to wind up happening is you're not going to be hanging out because you want to hang out with your sister. You're not going to be sitting in her living room with her, but you're going to be sitting in your living room at home on the phone with her ignoring your little sister. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely can see that happening. Yeah. So yeah. so just make sure that you know you you monitor that because that's going to be a big part of it. She will still hang out with you. You guys just won't mm-hmm. be together. Most people, when they call into FML, you see the same sort of themes over and over and over again. And a lot of them are people aren't comfortable with saying no and yeah. and people aren't comfortable having difficult conversations. So many of the problems that we that we get on this show are based around those two yeah. simple things. You're not comfortable saying no because you don't want to be the bad guy. Right. Maybe you also in your, right? in, your, in your conversation uh, with her, Abigail, you also want to be obviously not mean like you want to be compassionate no, you're not and, breaking and, up with her yeah, yeah yeah show a little bit of compassion right you're not like just oh, straight up cutting off the relationship cutting off the friendship oh yeah yeah right? definitely not like that but but you know you can you can absolutely say no but you can't say oh my god no something came up i won't be able to like they can't be those kinds of no's right it can't be yeah. it can't be bs excuse after bs excuse after bs excuse the conversation has to be based around the expectation because mm-hmm. you feel pressure and you feel like you're letting other parts of your life sort of slip by and you're not present for those. And that sort of hurts. And tell her, listen, you know, you know, it hurts that I'm not there. I want to hang out with you for a number of reasons. One, I like hanging out with you. But two, um, you know, I sort of get this feeling that, you know, I provide something for you, companionship, friendship, all of this stuff. And that's wonderful. But I, I, I can't be your everything because I have expectations that I'm other people's everything as well. And I'm just trying to juggle and trying to do my best. I'm not trying to hurt feelings, but this is the reality of the situation. Yeah, yeah, that really makes sense. Yeah, I, I think I'll have one. that talk with her. Yo, you should write that one down, Abigail. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go have that convo and uh, everything will be fine. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm, I really love talking to you. Uh, well, we, we love, love talking you. to you. You feel free to reach out to us anytime and uh, you be safe out there in Winnipeg, okay? Yeah, will do. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Cause I saw Tiger Now I understand I saw Tiger Tiger saw me This is how we all started COVID. Yeah. Give him a home Get some PTSD real quick. Tiger King. Yeah. Yeah, when COVID hit, this, this is was, what we all did. This is the one thing that globally we yep. all took part of at the exact same time. Yep. And then and then everybody made sourdough bread. <laughs> and then it was bread making. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tiger King. This was the beginning of when we went when globally we all went into lockdown. This dropped on Netflix, right? And this like is how timing. we. Yeah, it was perfect timing. Uh, Joe versus Carol is the new TV show uh, debuting on Showcase tomorrow night at 9. Uh, Tiger King, 
Carol Baskin. Kate McKinnon, by the way, plays Carol Baskin. I haven't Here, seen it. Is oh, she good? Yeah, she. Is listen she? to this. Listen, yeah. listen, listen, listen. I'm Carol Baskin. Does the name Joseph Maldonado Passage mean anything to you? He is a psychopath who wishes me dead. We've been in an ongoing dispute oh. with Joe. Welcome to the best exotic animal show in these United States. This is who we've been after. I've had to fight for everything I got. I didn't even know you had a husband. Almost 12 years. When there are no more animals in cages, then there will be no more need for us to rescue them. You have no idea what I'm willing to do for my animals. I got a job for you. What kind of firearms are you looking for? Something that will stop a hitman in his tracks. Here's to the unwanted animals. Oh, it ain't just about the cats. Spoiler alert. He shot me. Bang, bang, bang. Three times. He shot you. Technically, it was a blow-up doll of me. <laughs> <laughs> Kate McKinnon as Carol Baskin. Now, this version, because we know that there's another, like, an actual movie that's uh Oh, yeah, right. There's two projects made. that were announced mm-hmm. at the same time, right? So this one that you're going to see on uh, on Showcase at 9 o'clock tomorrow, this is based on, you know, the uh, the Wondery Podcast mm-hmm. Network? Mm-hmm. So they had their own podcast series on Tiger King. Right. So this particular show is based on the specifics of the podcast. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, John Cameron Mitchell plays Joe Exotic. And this guy, so you talk to Dammit Maury, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. He took this role very seriously. Oh, you, how can you not? Right? Like, I feel when, when you hear this, you'll understand. Okay. He's one of those method actors, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. this was a serious, serious project for yeah, him. Yeah, okay. Uh, this is Dammit Maury with John Cameron Mitchell, who's playing Joe Exotic. Did you watch Tiger King when it first came out, or did you only watch it when you were cast in this show, and were you obsessed like all of us? I didn't watch it when it came out. I watched one episode before I auditioned, and I I didn't really like it. I liked the characters. I liked the situation, but... The way it was presented was a little bit of a rubbernecky, we're better than these people, look how crazy Americans can be, and not much empathy. You know, it's more like Real Housewives or something. And that's not my game. You know, I, I like, I want to I want to have a tear roll down my face while they wear their drag. You know what I mean? That would be my, <laughs> my uh, drag race is, is much more um, behind the scenes. So... Once I got the role, I did watch it, and I absorbed everything I could, and there's a lot of footage of him. Not a lot of footage of him in an unguarded moment. You know, there's a few, there's one from him in the 90s, and he's much softer and gay and lispier and gentle. And that was the key to remind myself that that person is inside the tough surface that he's created. But Joe showed his need to be loved, and people loved him for it, um, while at the same time not condoning what he did. This is uh, John Jeez. Cameron Mitchell yeah, playing very Joe serious. Exotic. I knew, uh, I used to work with a guy who did a John Cameron Mitchell movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you want to talk like how seriously he takes things. Yeah. So like they had to do like sex stuff in the movie and yeah. it was, and it was real. No. Yeah. <gasps> For real. Yeah. 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 But don't like, 
Who all has to agree? Like, well, the actors. Like, no, I know a lot the of them. Actors, a lot of them. It was like, just them on their own. But uh, like, he is like he's next level artist, right? Really? Like that is his. Yeah, yeah, he is like like out there doing things. Always has that. Just is so far from the mainstream in the way he looks at things and the way he looks at art and would character you say, like, and a little like, bit like um, what's his name, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, way farther out. Farther Wa- than that? Joaquin Phoenix, the studio movies, right? Yeah. Like John Cameron Mitchell is like way out uh, there. This is uh, Damon Moore talking to John Cameron Mitchell, by the way. Now, John Cameron Mitchell, you've said that uh, you've compared playing Joe Exotic to Shakespeare, saying it's a chance in a lifetime. Do you honestly a feel that way? In a lifetime. I do. It's uh, this feels like Richard the Third, you know, who was the hunchback who became king and got his revenge on everybody. This was a little gay boy in the lower midwest where i am from same age as me i know the lay of the land and you either go in the closet or you go to new york but he did the other thing which has created his own kingdom there and i'm gay as a career all bail and i'm broke as hell and i'm running for governor you know it's like it's an admirable very american character uh but then by imitating the redneck mullet gun-toting guy he overdid it like he went beyond it and became the attempted murderer you know what i mean he he imitated his oppressor so to speak and outdid him he became america's anti-sweetheart which was a strange and the world's anti-sweetheart because it all shut down everybody watched it around the world so there you go uh, joe versus carol 9 p.m eastern on showcase this is the Roz and mocha show podcast i did my uh First interview out in the world yesterday for ET Canada in two years. Wow. Like out yeah. there, out there? Yeah. As opposed to like sitting an in, on... an in-person interview that wasn't on Zoom. That wasn't on the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And how did it feel? It was wild. Was it weird? Yeah, very. What was weird about it? Just everything. getting back everything. there? Everything. Seeing Ev- people? Everything. Everything was super weird about it. Uh, one of the weirdest things about it mm-hmm. was that uh, when I get to the to the venue, which was Drake's Club, you know that new music venue that he's got? History. Uh-huh. History. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was there. Oh, is it open yet? Yeah. Oh, did not know that. It's beautiful. I mean, Who'd you interview? Drake? No, I interviewed oh. uh, a kid named, um, God, what's his name? Uh, Conan Gray. Mm-hmm. And so, it's first of all, the club is beautiful, but yeah. it's beautiful because it's new, right? Like, uh-huh. the stage is huge, but, like, the chairs aren't dirty. Oh, you know, yeah. like, there hasn't been a lot of... It's not gum on the floor. No, yeah, yeah, little yeah. popcorn kernels uh, stuck in places. Like, it looks brand new, right? Okay. Like, it yeah, looks yeah. like a rendered drawing of what the club would have looked oh, like. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. It's a big sort of open, uh, all-access uh, general admission floor, and then there's a second level. It's Everything's round. The whole mm-hmm. place is round, right? And then the second level is where there's like bars and then another railing you can stand at. And then up top is all the sort of VIP um, areas, like bottle service and stuff like that, like on the the, the sort of third level. Uh So it was weird, but... The area that you and I would hang out Thank in. you. Um, <laughs> also... <laughs> we need general admission yeah, I for know. sure. Also, people are like... <laughs> they changed years ago. Uh, somebody decided to get... Like that, the 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 little man and the little woman on the doors of bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't enough to just have the guy, and then I know gendering and everything else, but the skirt helped, mm-hmm. right? 
The skirt helped me from not going into the ladies' room. Of course. At some point, people decided to, that they needed to revamp what those logos looked like. And now I find when I go to a lot of places, I don't know which is which. Oh, okay. right? There is a difference. Uh-huh. I understand I've been to places where they're the same and you just, you know, men and women can go in whichever one they want. But there's definitely a difference. And I was like, I don't know. I didn't know what to do. So I really had to pee. So I wound up walking into the ladies and then realizing that I walked out and then I had to go in a thing. But it was uh-huh. an empty club, so nobody was there. But I'm yeah. saying those graphics, okay, I know they they just didn't need a revamp. We can fight a different fight than that one. Right. So, but the thing that happened to me in the last two years, so I get to the venue, I'm about to interview this kid and the uh, producer hands me the notes just like about his, like what, like his new song. And they had me ask all these other specialty questions. But the thing in the last two years that happened was I now need reading glasses to read. No. Right? Well, and, I, I mean, I know you that you do, yeah, but then in this situation. every other interview that I've done the last two years, I have my computer in front of me, which is easier for me to read off yeah. of. Font right? 200. I could, thank you. Right? Thumb spaces <laughs> in between the words. Scroll, so, scroll, scroll on, scroll, scroll on, scroll. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right? No. Sidebar. We had this one boss that used to work with us here. He retired long ago. Yeah. And like, I remember we were in, there was this big meeting happening and uh, I was sitting beside him and he had his Blackberry open and the font, same thing. He was wearing glasses, but the font on his Blackberry was so big. Yeah. I could see what was on his phone on this Blackberry and he had like maybe three words per line. Yeah. And he was like scrolling and scrolling and yeah. scrolling to read. Yeah. So that's me. When I'm on a when I'm on a Zoom interview, you don't see what my right hand is doing. Shut up, Mari. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Mari. We, we, we like can only to, imagine right? though, right, Mo? <laughs> and it's like it's getting a workout down there. Yeah. Right? Like it is like I am scrolling and scrolling but and scrolling and scrolling. Reading glasses at interviews. Now you could do that deep in thought pose while no, they're talking. But I didn't have them. I was oh. blind. So what were you doing? What'd you do? I had to. I had to like sit there and be like, "What is this? Like, what is what is the deal with this? What's the deal with this?" Yeah, because yeah. I didn't have my glasses, so I couldn't. I, it was very difficult for me to read the questions. But didn't you think you're old now? Didn't you um, buy like a multi pack? Like I, I did. I did. I did. But my thing, I have them everywhere. The only so you place, have one here. I have one here beside my bed, living room, uh, dressing room. You have one at, in the truck at ET. Have one in the truck, but I didn't. I don't have one in my bag because I'm never out where I would right, need them. Right, right. right. And so anyway, so that. So another multi-pack got to be. Now your producer's going to have to carry them around for you. Oh, God, I know. It was so embarrassing, too. And also, the kid's 23, right? Like, if I was interviewing another old guy, it would have been fine. Yeah, because then you can laugh about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe he had some, too. It would have lent them to me. Right? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Be a good bro. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Rapper Pusha T from Virginia famously had a battle beef with drake a few years ago is involved in another rivalry now oh no are they still doing rivalries i thought that was kind of yeah it's still happening oh it's still still tolerated yeah yeah yeah. Yeah? but he's involved in another one that's Uh, the one area of the world you know you can you can't have a rivalry in any other part of the world two dudes can't have a rivalry they can't talk smack about each other, whether it's in public, on Twitter, or whatever, mm-hmm. without being accused of displaying toxic masculinity. Right. Hip-hop beefs are the only place left in the world where you can have a rivalry, public, and you don't get accused of that. And Pusha T is famous for outing Drake for having a child. Because at the time... Right! It right? was him! It was him... 
right. That oh, that was a deep move, up, huh? That blew up the news that yeah. Drake had a son. Yeah, that's a, a D move. A son named that's a, Adonis. That's a D move. So he's the one. Uh, so it's a different type of beef that he's involved in now. Oh, who's this with? Um, McDonald's. <laughs> Excuse me? As he's teamed up now <laughs> with Arby's. And Arby's has this new spicy fish sandwich, right? <laughs> okay. And they're taking aim at McDonald's filet fish calling it out for... It's square shape, too much tartar sauce, stuff like that, right? Too much tartar sauce. Uh Uh-huh. So he's got this song. Now, I'm going to play for you the song in a minute. It came out on Monday, right? Hey, is this, is this anything like Doja Cat's um, uh, Mexican pizza song? Not like, as no, good. no, not good. at all. Not at all. No? He, like, took this one serious. Oh, Here's okay. the irony. You yeah. know the famous McDonald's, I'm loving it? Yeah. Slogan? Just, that was Justin uh, Timberlake. Pusha T helped write that. Really? Yeah, back in the day. And when he signed the contract for that deal, yeah, he signed it for, like, it was like pennies. He was making nothing. And later on, oh, he really? realized, because that, that's been their slogan forever. Yeah. He could have made millions off of it. Anyway, so he teamed up with Arby's, right? Yeah. Released a song on Monday. Okay. This thing racked up so much views. This marketing firm, Apex Marketing, yeah. released a report yesterday yeah. saying that because the popularity of this song that Pusha T did for Arby's, it gave Arby's the equivalent of $8 million in exposure in just one day. Oh, wow. This is what the song sounds like. Oh. I'm the reason the whole world love it. Now I gotta crush it. Vallejo Fishes. Then you should be disgusted. How dare you sell a square fish asking us to trust it? A half slice of cheese, Mickey D's on a budget. Arby's crispy fish is simply it. With lines around the corner, we might need a guest list. Eggs is stage left, the sandwiches taste fresh. A little cube of fish from a clown is basic. Say less, this argument is baseless. Drowned in tartar, that filet fish is tasteless. Wow. See, Arby's only deals in the greatness. I bet the house on it like it's Vegas. Look. I could sell water to a well. How could you ever think I'd fail? Yeah. The crispy fish sandwich blazing trails. The mother clown's just too frail. Yeah. If you know me and you know me well, all fish is going to tip that scale. And then that's it. Wow. Uh, why can't somebody just, like, write a song with that beat? Because I really like that beat. That's good, right? Yeah, like, why does it have to be a bloody Arby's commercial? I know. Like, why can't, why can't that I be on know. the, why can't that be on the, the radio? The production on it is great. Like, Pusha T took the assignment to heart. Like, he fully, fully understood. Wow. And was like, McDonald's he's, is now on my hit list. He's got feelings about filet of fish right? huh? I've <laughs> never not liked something that much in my whole life. I know. Right? So that's Pusha T teaming up with Arby's to go at Mickey D's and their uh, filet of fish. And- I don't dislike the Taliban enough to write a song that good. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, you see um, Kim Kardashian getting killed? No, what's she doing now? Tell, tell more women to get off their asses and work? Well, listen to this. <laughs> so now that she is uh, no longer, she hasn't been with Kanye, right? Yeah. She's now legally a single single woman. Sure is. She posted, she has this website called The Kardashian Closet where she will take personal items, put them online, and people, anyone, could go and buy them, right? Okay. 
Does the money so, go to charity or anything like that, or she pocket the cash? No, it's hers. Okay. <laughs> so, so wild. Right? What a way to, like, fleece your fans, huh? So over every dollar. past couple of days, and then she removed it because of all the backlash, right? Oh. She posted two sets of sandals, but they made up to look like heels, right? Okay. They're not like traditional sandals that you just slide your foot into and then go about your day. They look okay. like heels. Okay. Uh, but they're made by Kanye's Yeezy brand. They're Yeezy sandals, okay, right? Yeah. For three hundred, one pair is for three hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. There's another pair for three seventy five. The reason why the other pair, they're both the exact same. The reason why three seventy five versus three fifty is because the more expensive one comes with the original box. Okay. Right. Yeah. So you don't want the box. You just want the sandals. Three fifty. Okay. Here, yours. Um, so people were calling her out on trying to cash in on the fact that most likely these Yeezys sandals, you got them for free. You didn't pay money for them. No, she she doesn't pay money for anything though. Somebody said selling stuff you've gotten for free when you're already a billionaire is so gross. (laughs) Nobody wants, and you reference what she said in that Vanity Fair thing about like women not wanting to work hard enough to to earn a living. Nobody wants to work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's quoted that, said nobody wants to work these days. Just sell the clothes you were gifted. And then she went ahead because of all the negative backlash she got she went ahead and just like deleted those items off of the website really huh Uh but she's been doing this for a while though yeah she has but i guess people are just cluing into it and the mob finally made its way to kim's closet yeah but this happened like not like years ago to i think it was chloe where chloe was gifted for like clothing from a designer for a fashion show she was asked to be in right and then turned around and after the fashion show went and put it up on the website right to sell to people to to fans and everyone even the designer of the clothes yeah like called her out for trying to make a buck off of this stuff when they're already millionaires yeah hey listen you give it to me it's mine to do to whatever i want to do with if you're a fashion designer and you want the press for me showing up in a red carpet wearing your dress, yeah. you don't get to get pissy when you see what I do with the dress afterwards. Right. That's You do not get to do that. Uh, I You needed me in that thing more than I needed you, and you got your press. I made your dress famous, and now I can sell it if I want to. One thing I will say, though, it doesn't seem like they're selling things for an extraordinary amount of unfair money, mm-hmm. right? To me, a pair of Yeezy sandals, I don't know what they normally go for, but three fifty sounds like a normal price to me. Like, I don't sound, think they're, that's I don't pretty think much in line with the brand. Right. I don't think they're gouging their fans at all. No, no. They're not selling them for like a thousand bucks. Like, right. You know, they're not auctioning a Kardashian's them. feet have been in these. I could understand if they were auctioning because the Kardashian fans would go ballistic. And oh, absolutely. if they said starting bid is three fifty, she would probably make 10 grand off those oh, sandals easily just easily. because somebody wants kim's shoes that were designed sure. by kanye yeah uh but you know selling something for 350 is it tacky selling stuff that you get for free is always going to be tacky yeah it, but what do you do with it then do you give it away sure do you donate it sure you could do that i would donate it absolutely yeah you can for sure donate it i guess you could and it would just make your life so much easier than selling it but also where does the money go does the money go to you you know, is this like, are you just like, are you making sure that that 350 lands in that account with so many zeros you wouldn't even notice? 
right? Like, what's with the 350? Like, yeah. how does that matter oh, to that's you? That, that's nothing. Right? It's like, I just, yeah. Pennies like it's, it's yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. But yeah, is it is it tacky? It's it's almost like re-gifting in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's in the same world of hey, tackiness as re-gifting. What do, so you brought up a good point about, like, designers giving, you know, you asked, you're asked to be in a show. Like, yeah. Whatever, right? And a designer yeah. gives you the clothes. Right. Now, if they take it back, like, what do they do with it? What do you mean take it back? Like, if you're not allowed to keep it. Yeah. Oh, they sell it. Do they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, sometimes things are one of one, and yeah. then they they just won't. They need that for, you know, press and shows and, and everything else. But, yeah, no, you often, often, yeah. And, like, you, like, sweated in it and everything? Bro, you would not believe. You go on any TV set, yeah. right? Like, you go on, like, honestly, and I've been on a lot of television sets in my life, yeah. okay? The one thing that is a constant on a TV set, the one job that a wardrobe stylist has while things are going on is to run back onto set and retuck in the tag if it pops out while they're filming no yeah because they wear it and then that dress goes back really yeah a hell yeah absolutely because when you have if you have a big giant sparkly gold dress with an embroidered flower on the front of it that's beautiful right how many times can you wear that on television one i guess and then never again and then never again you don't buy it you borrow Mm. it or if you're Kim K, you sell it sell to your it. fans, right? Sell it back to your fans. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, there's this woman who told the story online. Um, she was gone to a conversation with her dad about the ridiculousness of gas prices these days, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Common conversation between people all the time. I paid 120, I think 127 two days ago. Jeez. And that's what my tank. And the prices have gone down. Yeah, and that's what the price is being down. You okay so, over there? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. So they're having this convo about the price of gas, and then the dad proceeds to tell his daughter, but I do love going to this gas station because they have my favorite snacks, these biscuits that I absolutely love. And every single time I go to pick up gas, yeah. I always get these biscuits. And these have been my favorite snacks for the past 20 years. Every single day, or not every day, every single time I visit this gas station, yeah. I get these snacks because they are amazing. Now, depending on where you are in the world and where this story originates from, uh, biscuits can mean a whole bunch of different things. Like, are we talking like biscuits, biscuits, like that you no. put gravy on? Or are we talking cookies? Like cookies, because this woman is in the UK. Gotcha. Valid question, okay, thank right? you. Because the story, it says biscuits. Okay, so he frying, means... up, frying up biscuits at the, the no, back no, of the no, gas no, no, station. No. Okay. So, and the dad then proceeds to tell his daughter, like, I can't find these these snacks at like any grocery store anywhere, right? I've tried looking in the snack aisle of various grocery stores. The only place that has my favorite snack is this one particular gas station. Really? Yeah. So she's curious. He then says, next time I go, I'm going to grab a bag for you. Okay. And she was like, cool. So he got the bag for her. Yeah. She looked at the bag. And immediately saw on the front that it said dog treats. No. <laughs> yeah. So for 20 years. But you can tell when you're eating a dog treat, though. For 20 years, this dad in the UK thought that his favorite snack was just like a snack made for humans and not dog treats. But on the bag, it clearly says dog treats. He was just that 
do you not that know much that? not paying attention? How do you not know that? Though? I don't know what the How packaging do looked like. That? I don't know what the brand is, what the packaging looked like, uh, what picture, what delicious picture they had on the front. Yeah, probably a picture of a dog enjoying it. But uh, this dad in right? the UK for twenty years. Is there stuff that there's there can't be anything in a dog treat that's not good for you, right? Like is there like I, what, don't they usually? I don't think just, they'll. I don't they're think always just like stuff for teeth and and like yeah, right digestion. Yeah, it's probably like it probably some won't sort kill you. Like, it obviously didn't kill this guy. No, it's like right for twenty years he's been eating these dog treats, like mouse liver or something like that. Um, he said that he thought that they were off-brand digestive cookies. Off, <laughs> yeah, something like that oh, because. Oh. He always they, felt great afterwards? Because they're round and they weren't bone-shaped. Right. That's what I... That's, what that, that's, I, that's a very good point. All dog <laughs> treats should be bone-shaped for this exact reason. But here's the thing, though. He never said definitively that he was going to stop eating these these treats. Right. All he said was that he was undecided whether or not he was going to c- continue. Well... <laughs> You know, and and at when this is the exact kind of thing that when you actually find out what they are, your everything you know changes, and you may the next bite you may take of one of those, you may think it's disgusting. Yeah, well, that's he goes on to say that uh, he doesn't know if they're going to taste the same now that he knows yeah. exactly what they yeah. are. Now you're going to be like, oh, that thing that I thought was just unique yeah. is actually just for dogs. Yeah, and twenty years he oh, went through years of dog treats, eating those those Jesus. treats. Jesus, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, hey, Mocha, uh-huh. are you ready? You know I am, brother. Let's do the news! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, Kylie Jenner revealed that uh, the new baby that she had with Travis Scott, uh, they've changed the name. No word on what the new name is, but they had announced that the kid's name was Wolf, uh, and then they decided against that. Uh, so they said, FYI, this was on Instagram, our son's name isn't Wolf anymore. Uh, we didn't feel like it was him. Just wanted to share that because it keeps seeing wolf everywhere. Mm. So there's no you more. You put it out there after he was born. Yeah. Why? Why sound so surprised that you keep seeing wolf everywhere? You put Eagle it on Instagram. Name. Yeah. You're the most followed person in the world, uh-huh. and uh, you put it on the internet. You think you're going to try to keep it a secret? Like yeah. maybe one or two people would see it. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that really caught on, huh? <laughs> yeah. Because you're the most popular person in the world, and you named your kid Wolf. That's uh-huh. going to catch on. Yeah. That kind of stuff tends to go far. Right? Completely. Yeah. So anyway, the kid's name is no longer Wolf. No idea what the kid's name is. You think is. it's going to be an animal? An animal name? <sighs> if not Wolf, then what? Salamander. Salamander? Okay. What? This just <laughs> with, Deepa. Okay, with stuff like this. Just, just Eagle? Don't, don't pay don't pay attention to stuff. Lion. Lion. No. Very strong. No. Or no. are they just gonna go for regular? Like du- pu- like, like Doug. Like, pu- like puppy? No, no, no. Like yeah, I don't think you can go wolf to Doug. Or Chad. There, there has to be. No, you can't do. There has to be some. There's, there's got to be like an in-between uh, name in there. You what? know what? I'm going to say this. I'm going to disagree with you. I was supposed to be named Dwayne, right? Which yeah. is a fairly regular name. And yeah. then Shem came out of nowhere. Right. No, no. Right? I think you can go Dwayne to Shem. I don't think you go Shem to Dwayne. I don't think you How go. How do you go Hilda to Maury? Well, because you're not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> <Ding>. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Beyonce officially announced to perform at the Academy Awards. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, she's going to do her song from King Richard. Sounds like this. I got a million miles on me. Mm. They want to see how far I go. So is this going to be... 
I know they confirmed, as you mentioned, that she's performing, but yeah. the rumor was that uh, she was going to be performing at the tennis court in Compton where Venus and Serena yeah, don't know when they were kids. Don't know. Um, so uh, she's going to be performing. Billie Eilish and Phineas are going to be performing. Uh, Reba McIntyre is going to be performing. Sebastian Yard is going to be performing. Van Morrison is not going to be um, performing. So the... Um, the actual nominees, because the nominees for best song go to songwriter, right? So for No Time to Die, it's Billie Eilish and Phineas. Uh, for the song from Encanto, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diane Warren for uh, Somehow You Do and uh, Be Alive, which is this one, uh, Beyonce and then Dixon and then uh, Down to Joy, which is the Van Morrison song. So those are the actual nominees. But do you invite Beyonce to an awards show? Have her show up, have her perform, and not have her win? I don't think so. Can you do that? That's the biggest name, I feel, on the ballot. Because, you know, that's going to be the conversation. Yeah. Because the beehive is going to come out, and that's going to be the conversation, right? I think Beyonce wins. I don't think – she's not the front runner going into this. Really? No, no, she's not. In that category? No, no, she's not the front runner. What is it? Is it Encanto? Uh, Stuff from Encanto? No, it's the Diane Warren song. Oh! uh, Is that maybe why she'll just hang out in the tennis court? Because then she just could just go Well, that's that's the whole thing is that if she does the, if she does it at the tennis court, right, because that was the whole thing where they were supposed to open the show where she was going to be on the tennis court in Compton, uh, where the Williams sisters sort of grew up and uh, learned everything that they they know, and does she even go and show up to the awards? So Mm -hmm. that's the thing, like Will she That's be? That's an easy out. Then will for, she be yeah. sitting there? Perform right? and bounce. Uh, what is it, Sham? Uh, well, I was going to say that you talk about front runners. I think uh, Billie Eilish and Phineas are probably the front runners, seeing as they won the Golden Globe. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I would I would have said that. But Golden Globes, you know, Golden Globes, they just love like famous people, right? Yeah, like sure. they, I don't know, the Academy Award with the music Oscars is this year though. They're going younger. That's why I think yeah. Beyonce, because you have Shawn Mendes doing a, a presentation. Well, so, if they're going younger, you know? it's going to be Billie Eilish. Yeah, it's not going to be Beyonce. But Beyonce gets the headlines. Yeah, but they love Lin Manuel Miranda too, though. They sure do. And everybody. Which song? Which song? From Encanto. Yeah. Uh, I don't, how do you pronounce the name of that song? No, it's not. I don't even. Um, hold on here. It is, is it the Family Madigal? It's a. Oh, I love that song. Isn't it? Don't talk it's good, about right. Dos, we don't talk about Bruno. Bruno. No, no, no. It's Dos Orgutos. I don't know what song that is. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what song that is. Uh, yeah, no, we play that in Canto's soundtrack. Like, do you? Heavy. That's on a heavy rotation in our house. Uh, in uh, in 2019, um, that song from Rocket Man. So Elton John won. Of course, they're going to mm. give it to Elton John. In a 2018, Shallow won. But Shallow was up against Kendrick Lamar for that track he did for Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, Diane Warren again. She's nominated every oh, wow. year. Um, one of the songs from Mary Poppins and then one of the songs from uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs called uh, When a Cowboy Takes His Spurs for Trades His Spurs for Wings. That's the title of the song? Yeah. Too long, bro. Too long. Should have just called that song Spurs. (laughs) (laughs) Is that why he didn't win? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I don't know, but uh, Beyonce definitely performing uh, at the at the Academy Awards. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Wanda Sykes uh, is one of the three hosts. It's Wanda Sykes, uh, Amy Schumer, and who's the third? Help me out here. Regina Hall. Regina yeah. Hall. Thank you. Uh, and question for you, Mocha. So we know Jimmy Kimmel is host of the Academy Awards before. A lot, a lot of people have hosted the Academy Awards. What would you say you get paid to host the Academy Awards? 
Mm. Keep in mind that it's it's like you write it as well. Like you and your team write that show. Oh, gosh. Right? <sighs> Rehearsals, like, shooting stuff. Like 250? Okay. So here's Wanda Sykes. 1,000, by Wa- the way. Yeah, Wanda Sykes, Wanda Sykes was on with Kimmel last night talking uh-huh. about exactly this. Listen. You want to host the Oscars and it's, you know, with the Amy and Regina. And uh, and I was like, uh, I guess I got to say, yeah. Right. You, you you have to say yes. And yeah, I was really excited about that. But then I then I realized that uh, out of all the jobs that I have, this one is actually going to cost me money. It is going to cost you money because you, can you, will you say how much you get paid for this? Do you even know? I don't even know. It's like a uh, scale. Probably it's, it's less like, than that. It's less than that. Yeah. It's, I got paid $15,000 to host the Oscars. Oh, my God. What? Okay, and yeah. there was one of me. You guys will probably have to yeah, split all that. Yeah, we probably got to split that. Oh, no. <laughs> Which, you know, it sounds like a lot for one night, but it's months of work yes. leading up to it. Yes, yeah. it's a lot of work. Yeah, you're it getting really robbed. Is. You should, you know what? Hold out right now, because they need hosts, well, you know? I've already decided I'm just going to steal an Oscar. That's all. <laughs> 15, oh, grand. 15 grand. 15 grand but is Kimmel's what they pay not Kimmel. wrong. Like the amount yeah. of work that goes into that. Yeah. It's a lot. And then you have of work. other people on your team that you then have to pay yes, as well. So exactly. Billy Crystal agreed to that low amount that many times? Yeah. Well, when Billy Crystal was on it. Yeah. How long ago was that? That price, he probably didn't even get 15. He probably I mean, got it, less than that. It, it could have been wow. more. It could have been more back then. But yeah, Kimmel was doing it for 15 grand. Months Damn. of work for 15 grand. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Christina Ricci has joined the uh, Tim Burton series for Netflix, which is an adaptation of uh, a story based around Wednesday Adams. If you remember back in 1991, oh, was Wednesday, wasn't Christina she? Ricci was Wednesday Adams. Right, so in, she's back as Wednesday. In 1991. No, she will be in it as because Wednesday is going to be a kid in the show, right? Oh, yeah. So I imagine that Wednesday's going to be a kid. I don't know. Do you want to watch a grown-up Wednesday? I don't know if you know. Like, the, the great thing about Wednesday is that she was this weird little girl. Mm. Um, and I think that uh, those shows tend to do well on Netflix. So, yes, yeah, so Christina Ricci will be back uh, in some way, shape, or form. for. And the she year. had kids, right? Thursday and Friday? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. How did you say that and, and Maury didn't? I was trying to, I was waiting for a moment. What was your joke? What was your I was going to be like, I'm surprised they didn't wait till tomorrow to tell us this. Right. <laughs> Mocha's was better, Maury. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be faster than that, son. Maury, you have, uh, you have. You, I'll give you that one. Okay. You have uh, 45 seconds to come up with a better Wednesday joke while I go and do something else. Okay. Okay. And you're okay. not allowed to Google anything. No, he's allowed to Google something. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come yeah. on, man. <laughs> you think he's just going to sit there in 45 right seconds now. and come up with a joke? Yeah, my joke was top of the dome, son. Okay, okay, more yet. Okay, yeah, you're right. No Googling. You got to... Look at Googling. You have, you have, look at them fingers. Do a hand quick. check, Shem, like you're the chaperone at a high school dance. <laughs> I'm not checking those hands, bro. Okay. <laughs> no, do, do, a, do, a hand, do a hand check for me. Okay, more. You got, you got 30 seconds uh, to find... It can't be like uh, a days of the week joke either. No, it cannot. <laughs> okay. On, uh, Maury, the Wednesday joke. You know, it's so funny because, like, if Wednesday marries the weekend, they might have a really weak wen- wedding. Damn it, I screwed up on that. <laughs> okay. And I came up with that on my own. Yeah, yeah. Sounds, Sounds like, like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The, the most common dreams, they've broken this down, what people Google the most about their dreams in different parts of the world, okay? Oh, falling. So the 10 dreams that they Google the most in the U.S. are, uh, and you want to take a shot at this, Mocha? Falling. What do you think? Maury says falling. Deepa, you say? A teeth falling out. 
Teeth falling yeah. out. Yeah. Shem, you say. Getting shot. Getting shot. That's going to be, that Mocha, was going to be mine, say, getting shot. I had a dream the other night that I got shot. You did, yeah. huh? Okay, so. Oh, uh, oh, like, can we put in sexy dreams? Uh, yes, you can put in sexy dreams. Those are on the list. Uh, teeth falling out is number one in America, mm-hmm. uh, followed by snakes, dreams about your ex, spiders, vacations, being chased, weddings, flies, and sex. And, uh, and on that list also is dreams involving bears. What? Uh, the most th- searched... Like bears the animal or yes. hairy men? <laughs> um, I, either or, Maury. Okay. Uh, the most searched <laughs> dreams worldwide. So on a global scale. Oh, oh, what traveling. People, what people Google the most. But like when you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh, oh my God, I just had this dream. I don't remember my dream, so I've never done this. Yeah. But when you say, when you wake like up the next morning and you're like, okay, what did, what does this mean? So you say flying, Mocha. Yeah. Maury, you Not say... Not like flying on a plane, like you, like as physically a person. I've had that flying. dream where you yeah. can fly. Okay, uh, Deepa? Wait, sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah, but globally, <laughs> what are people dreaming about the most? Um, so you knocked it out of the park with teeth falling out, your first one. What are people around the world Googling the most about their dreams? What are they dreaming about the most? Money. Sex. Sex. I Shem. say money. I'm going to say like 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 insects or animals crawling okay. like on them yeah. or something like that. Uh, snakes is the number Ooh. one dream oh, worldwide. Yes. Oh. And then teeth falling out. Uh, dreams about snakes are uh, really, really high up when it comes to the world. Pregnancy dreams are third. Uh, and a few other dreams that you need to uh, take into account here. In Central America, um, people dream about peacocks the most. Okay. Um, in Argentina, people dream about spiders the most. In Nambia, yes. people dream about squirrels the most. And in uh, Albania, uh, the number one Google dream that they searched the following morning is simply boobs. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, one of the hosts, uh, Amy Schumer, was doing an interview with, I believe, Drew Barrymore, talking about an idea that she had based around the size of the platform of the show and maybe if they were able to entertain people but also bring awareness and maybe do a little good. So here is Amy Schumer talking about what her plan was. I think, you know, there's, like, definitely like pressure in one way to be like, this is, this is a vacation. Let people forget. We just want to have this night, but it's like, well, we have so many eyes and ears on this show. I think it's a great opportunity to, you know, at least comment on a couple things. So I have, but uh, I actually pitched, I was like, I, I, I wanted to find a way to have Zelensky, like Zelensky. You know, satellite what? in or make yeah. a tape or something. And just because it just, cause so many eyes get on, there's so many eyes on the Oscars that, but you know, I'm not afraid to go there. Wow. Yeah, she wanted to have Zelensky on the Oscars. So I don't know if that's going to happen or not. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, and just like that was renewed for a second season. Yay. Mm. Cool. Um, for somebody who's like, doesn't sound too thrilled. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You watched the entire season. I No, by proxy one. I watched it because Catherine watched it and oh, she watched it at a time. Did, you, did she like it though? No, no, I hated you, you it. No, hated no, no, it. she didn't like it either. So why'd she keep watching I it? I don't know. Why? We do a lot of things in life that we don't particularly enjoy. <laughs> right? Going to work every day. We all do that. Ouch. What? Damn, man. What? I had fun. Wow. What? I didn't say I didn't have this fun. Fun? I if, this. What, like, is this like, like if... If I didn't have to work, I wouldn't work. Oh, no kidding. I mean, no, yeah, that's facts. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's facts. Come on, guys. Like, you, first I all, agree with that statement. First of all, like the no. first time you made your, your, your comment, it sounded, it okay. sounded like a, a diss towards us. First of all, Deepa and Shem, you're both, Shem, are you still in your 20s? 
I know. I look oh it, God. right? Yeah. But, uh, How old are you? Uh, 35. 35. Oh, my God. 35. Okay. Okay. So, Deepa, Deepa, you're not there yet, my love. Okay? I, I uh, you're not there yet. Shem, you're not there yet either. Uh, you notice how Maury has stayed silent during this entire <laughs> no, conversation. That's why we play the lottery, so that we don't have to it's, come in. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? I bought five tickets yesterday. There you Did go. You really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Luck. Deepa, that's like looking in a mirror right there. That is your future, hon. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Jennifer Lopez accepting the uh, award at the uh, iHeartRadio Music Awards last night. The Icon Award. The Icon Award is given to uh, recipients who impact, uh, have a great impact on pop culture, longevity, and continued uh, relevance as a touring and radio force with a loyal fan base worldwide. This is a little bit of J-Lo's acceptance speech. I wish I could tell you that awards were the most important thing to me, but that's not true. And don't think that I don't appreciate the shiny, sparkly things, because I I do. I cannot lie. Everybody knows that I do. But this isn't why I do this. It's not what matters the most to me. I really do it for you guys. Because of you, I get to do what I love the most in life. And that is the most wonderful blessing. That's a gift that you give me. And I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Negativity, and so can you every single moment. And let me tell you, (laughs) and let me tell you something else. I'm just getting started. (laughs) (laughs) You go, J Lo. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Was this on TikTok? Where was this? This girl goes on social media, and I guess her dad is in prison, but her dad is in prison. In the same prison as R. Kelly is, yeah, and this is so on TikTok. and so I guess like she calls the dad in the joint, and then the dad. Now I don't know whether he's a fan of R. Kelly or he owns R. Kelly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the arrangement is. Uh, you no know, kills. take the phone right now. So this dad, I guess, puts R. Kelly on the phone with his daughter, and listen to this. I wanted to ask you something. Can you sing a song for me? Which one? Love letter. Oh. Did you get my call? Did you get my call? When you read my love letter. Yes, sir. Okay, so even. <laughs> After everything we know about R. Kelly, yeah. women still react that way to R. Kelly. Is that not amazing to you? After everything we know about R. Kelly. Yes. That's crazy to me. What's that, What's that Deepa? No, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, no. Like this girl's freaking yeah. out. Yeah. For losing their mind. But And I feel like R. Kelly definitely owes this girl's father something. In yeah, prison. Because yeah. if you listen again, right? Yeah. When the daughter says, like, can you sing a song? Yeah. He he's like, oh. But oh. he knows he has to do it. Like, just listen to the first part of this, okay? Yeah. I wanted to ask you something. Can you sing a song for me? Which one? Love letter. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Good. I'm glad it. he's strained. Son of a bitch. 
I, I get the feeling that this is not the first time one of the other inmates has handed R. Kelly the phone and said, here, sing to my girl or sing to my mom or sing to yeah. my kid. I get a feeling he's doing that a lot in there. A ton. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't sound happy about it. Thank God. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm only happy that he sounded like he's having a miserable time in there. Amen to that. I don't, I don't care about his singing or her reaction. I just want to know that he's miserable. Yeah. That's all and I you care can tell. about. I wanted to tell. ask you something. Can you sing a song for me? Which one? Love Letter. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you sound pained. I'm glad. Facts. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh, the uh, new Marilyn Monroe movie that's heading to Netflix. I imagine it's going to go to theaters first, but then it's going to wind up on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a movie called Blonde, based on the fictionalized story of Marilyn Monroe from the book um, called Blonde by Joyce Carol Oates all those years ago. And it's going to get an NC-17 rating. It's Netflix's first movie with an NC-17 rating. That's interesting. Uh, the Motion Picture Association gave it the rating for, quote, some sexual content. Uh, the director, Andrew Dominic. Didn't want to hold back, he said uh, in an interview. He goes, it's an NC-17 movie about Marilyn Monroe. It's the kind of movie you want, right? I want to go see the NC-17 version of the story. If the audience doesn't like it, that's the audience's effing problem. Wow. Uh, so the cast includes Adrian Brody's going to play Arthur Miller. Bobby Cannavale is going to play Joe DiMaggio. Mm-hmm. And uh, Casper Phillipson is going to play John F. Kennedy. And, so you uh, think and- they show like bare butt or something? No, I think it's going to be like, like, bro. Like, oh, like make like heavy makeup, like, like like bro. Because there's some, I mean, like okay, everything that's on Netflix right now, like the the most sort of like sexual movie that you've seen on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's R. This is above R. Oh, NC Seventeen is yeah. above R. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, it's the first Netflix original oh. to get an NC Seventeen. I think it's it's above R, right? Isn't it? Because R in the states is different. R in the States. I always thought NC-17 was just below rated R. No. Because R is supposed to be 18 plus, right? Um, I don't know. Find out for me which one is worse in the States because it's different in Canada. Uh, but anyway, Anna DeArmas is playing Marilyn Monroe. Did mm. you see the uh, movie that she did with Ben Affleck? No. That's on... Uh, Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's called Deep Water, right? Oh, so, I saw. I watched the trailer. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. first of all, the movie's so trashy. Is it really? Oh, it's so yeah. trashy. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. but 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 it is so awkward to watch mm-hmm. because this is the movie that they were shooting when they like fell in love and then they started dating afterwards. No, they didn't. Yes, I didn't know they that they did. dated. Yes, they did. So, <gasps> did they really? Yes, Ben Affleck and Anna De Armas were a couple, and then they broke up and whatever, and then he went with uh, and then he got I back together no with I had no idea because. Isn't the movie about like so openly, like they somewhat in an open relationship? No, 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 no. That's what I got from the trailer. No, Didn't no, she, no. Like, hook no. up with other guys. Yeah, that's not an open relationship, though. She it, fully an, cheats on an, him an, in front of his face. Yeah, so an open oh. relationship would mean that he was doing the same. Oh, but he was not. Oh, no, At least from the no, trailer, no, I didn't no, see no, that. No, 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 no. But she was just, and she's like flexing okay. it in front of him and everything. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, she does, okay. right? You, you so, and Shell are shaking your heads like, yes, okay. like I've never seen before. Okay. So, because you've obviously again, seen the again, movie. again, the movie's so trash. Okay, because um, I'm not going to watch it then. But the thing is, is that, you know, you're watching this movie and, uh-huh. you know, you know that they got together and they hooked up and they did all this stuff and then they broke up and then this movie's out now where they're like, it's very sexual. It's super awkward to watch knowing like the the actual personal story yeah. behind the two of them the the, the two of them in it like oh. it's weird and you, neither of them did any press for the movie did you notice that like yep. did you see ben affleck talk about this movie once not no. once no no because they hooked up and then broke up and they don't well you can't talk about a movie when you're with j-lo about you know uh, doing yeah, a your movie ex. your act 
I'm sure. I'm sure whatever contract uh, stipulation was breached to not do. Here, let me pay it. Let Don't me worry. pay it. The, account, the accountant will be in touch. Thank you. So she's the one that's playing Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. Yes. Okay. Yes. Also, yes. NC17 yes. is worse than an R. It is yeah. worse than an because R. NC17, right? you cannot go when you're 17. R, you can be accompanied by an adult. That's what oh. it is. Yes. So in the States, you know how we used to have AA up here, adult accompaniment? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Where it was like you had to be with an adult think so, to go. Yeah. That's R in America. Gotcha. Right? Okay. So that's that's R in America. NC-17 is our R up here, basically. Okay, I understand right? now. Okay, okay, You have okay. to be, yeah, a, yeah, you have to be 17 and 17. older. Yes. Okay. So, the, so that's the movie you're getting there. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So before COVID happened, Dolly Parton was working on a sort of Broadway um, telling of her life. Mm-hmm. And they, that was in the works. And then COVID happened and everything just sort of went to hell. And then all of those plans were put on hold. And uh, now she's talking about turning it into a full-length feature hmm. instead. And she has always said that she would love, at least for one of the versions of Dolly, uh, to be played by Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, my God, I love I love Kristen Yo, Chenoweth. she was so funny in... Um <laughs> Did you watch Schmigadoon? Yes. On, on Apple TV. I love Schmigadoon. Yeah. People slept on that show. Yeah. And I don't know why. It was great. Yeah. Michael Keegan Key and from Key and Peel. Yeah. And um, oh my God, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? What's her name? From SNL. Um, 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 oh, um, oh, oh, um, the, um, the um, drunk girl um, at a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh God, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Um, <laughs> come on, everybody. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Um, um, Harriet Barbera. No. No. no it's, uh, Abby something, isn't it? No. no it's not. Uh, Oh, you mean um, uh, Cicely Strong? Cicely That's it. Strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I said. That's what I said. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I must have not um, heard you. Yeah, the show is so good. So anyway, uh, so Dolly uh, has wanted Kristen Chenoweth to uh, play her, which I think is a dynamite idea. And uh, here is an interview that Kristen did um, with Jay Leno not that long ago, where she was talking about her desire to play Dolly in a movie. Now tell me about this. You're going to play Dolly Parton in a musical? Well, I want to. Well. I'm lacking a couple things, and I think we both know what they are. <laughs> I didn't say it. Huh? <laughs> he didn't say it. No, she has said before in the past several times that she does see me as someone who could play her, and, and I just want to say, Dolly, hurry up. I'm ready. Yeah. I think that would be, uh, yeah, well, I mean, you could obviously have the voice for it. Yeah, they can sing. I just grew up listening to her, and, you know, I do a pretty good, like, I just, you know, um, here you come again. Oh, that's that's good. I got to go with Jolene. Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. I mean, come on. That was actually really, really good. Yeah, wow. yeah Chris and Chenoweth is uh, is incredible. But uh, but hey, listen. As far as those other two things go, just watch the Pam and Tommy show on Disney Plus because what they did to Lily James to turn her into yeah, Pam Anderson, could, uh, please, it's fine. I, if, if, Hollywood's got this. If Mark Ruffalo can become the Hulk, yeah, they can give Kristen Chenoweth Dolly Parton boobs. Thanks. Right? Yeah. Okay. Facts. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So somebody put together a montage of Luke Skywalker from the first Star Wars. And Mark Hamill uh, reposted this. And it's a like this is a fact from the first Star Wars movie. Because the first Star Wars movie, Mark Hamill is just this sort of wide-eyed kid. Doesn't know yet he's a Jedi and all of this stuff. The son of Darth Vader and everything Spoiler else. Alert. Oh, sh- shut it. Hold on. Deepa, yeah. have you watched Star Wars? 
Um, no, I no, but you know that Luke Skywalker is the son of Darth Vader. What? Okay, you this do though. You do me. though. You do though. I do. Okay, I do. thank oh, you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I will not tolerate this kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe Deepa would not have known because she didn't really? watch movies. Right. Okay. Um. So, do you know that Wookies are just cats with the Force? Sorry. What? Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so the. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> so the montage because Luke Skywalker the character is just like this wide-eyed kid. Yeah. Apparently in the first uh, it's a Star Wars trilogy so like those first sort of three movies Luke Skywalker asks 118 questions. What? Okay, so part of his dialogue because he was like somebody who was learning, right? Uh-huh. About everything, about his past, about the Force, about the his own history, all of this stuff. So he he asked 118 questions and they put together a quick montage of just some of the questions. What about that one? Do you know of the rebellion against the Empire? Have you been in many battles? Were you on a star cruiser? <laughs> What's this? Who is she? Wait a minute, where'd she go? Do you know what he's talking about? What if this Obi-Wan comes looking for? You knew my father? What are you doing hiding back there? You fought in the Clone Wars? How am I ever going to explain this? 10,000? Why didn't you outrun him? I thought you said this thing was fast. What's that flashing? Are you all right? You mean he controls your actions? You don't believe in the Force, do you? Huh? You sound like a four-year-old, bro. I know, right? The questions. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It it just is, okay? Yes. Uh, So I love that even after all these years, you can still still, uh, learn new things about about Star Wars. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So Nicolas Cage is back, and I sort of love this. He's well. He's got a new movie out called uh, "The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent," okay. Where he plays a fictionalized version of himself. So if you look at the movie poster, it reads Nicolas Cage as Nick Cage. Um, okay. So he plays a fictionalized version of himself who falls on hard times, as Nicolas Cage did in real life. That's why he spent all those years doing straight to video movies. Yeah. Um, he said, uh, "I had all these creditors in the IRS, and I was spending twenty thousand dollars a month trying to keep my mother out of a mental institution." And I can't. Uh, I did all of this just not to file for bankruptcy hmm. um, because he refused to file for bankruptcy. And then he went on to blame his like his accountants and, and everything else. We'll get to the money in a second. But the unbearable weight of massive talent, he plays a version of himself who meets with his business manager who tells him he's broke. And then he has to do things for money. And so a rich Nicolas Cage super fan played by Pedro Pascal oh invite, invites him to his birthday party for like a million dollars or something no. like that and then all hell breaks loose and the cia gets involved and everything and everything else right um but I it's nick cage it. playing nick cage who's broke and has to take terrible jobs for money which is how nick cage has spent the last i don't know how many ever years so uh so nick cage is back and he was the biggest action star of the 90s man yeah, like yeah. nick cage face off and con air and like he was bankable he was and, a superhero one what was well, that movie um ghost rider Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. right. He yes, he was. Rider. Yes, yes. He was. A, he was in Ghost Rider. Terrible movie, Ghost Rider. Know, so bad. Um, but uh, but so he goes on and does a, a an ask me anything on Reddit, and Nick Cage, who has no social media, gets talked through by GQ on exactly what is going to be asked of him during this ask me anything on Reddit. I am not on any social media. I I, I it's antithetical to my beliefs. But here I am doing this. <laughs> 
Yes, hello GQ, I'm Nicholas Cage, and today I'm going undercover on the internet. It's actually me, it's, it's Nick Cage. <laughs> I read it. There is a subreddit devoted to you, have you heard of this? I heard about it. I did hear that Reddit has a sub something about me. You know what it's called? Yeah, I, I've heard about it, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> that would be arrogant. Wow, he so, really does sound like someone who's brand new to the internet. By the way, the subreddit that he won't say because it would sound too arrogant, the subreddit uh, dedicated to Nicolas Cage is simply called One True God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the one question that I wanna, that I wanna get to. So somebody asked Nicolas Cage about that time that he bought a T-Rex skull so listen to this til that nicholas cage spent 150 million on a 70 million year old dinosaur skull there's the skull i bought at an auction and i bought it legally here's the mcguffin when the mongolian government said that they needed it back i gave it to them but i never got my money back so somebody at the auction house should be in jail $150 million? No, it was, it was $276,000, um, and then it turned out to have been a stolen artifact, so they had to return it to Mongolia, yeah. but Nick Cage never got his money back. So let me just break down, because Nick Cage, as we said, was one of the biggest action stars in the world. Nick Cage amassed a fortune of $150 million wow. and then went broke. And you can't just blame bad accounting on that. So, yes, Nick Cage um, spent $276,000 on a T-Rex skull, and he owed the IRS $6.3 million. Okay, so, yes, we know that. But Nick Cage also with his money. This is the best. This okay. is would be like if Dammit Maury had, a, had $150 million. Okay. okay? Like, I swear to God. <laughs> yes, so this is how Nick Cage went broke. He bought an 11th century Bavarian castle in East Germany for $9 million. He bought a 40-acre island uh, in Nassau in the Bahamas for $7 million. He bought a haunted house that belonged to, <gasps> that, that belonged to serial killer Madame Delphine Lalaurie for $3.45 million. He owned 15 houses at one time, wow. including a $25 million waterfront home in California, a $15.7 million uh, countryside estate in Rhode Island, and an $8.5 million house in Las Vegas. He owned 50 rare cars and 30 <laughs> motorcycles. Jeez. He once spent $767,000 on a 1997 Lamborghini. He owned four yachts with the most expensive being worth $20 million. Oh, my God. Okay. He also bought a nine-foot pyramid tombstone that he <laughs> said that he wanted to be buried inside after he passed away, and he also spent $100,000 on a pet octopus. Well, one, oh, true so, one true God. One true God. God. <laughs> Look to budget, so, bro. So that's how Nick Cage <laughs> burned through $150 million. Wow. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.